overlanding in your stock rig to full-on LS power to buggies on stickies. This is the Total Off-Road Podcast. I'm Steve. I'm Derek, and this is episode 189. Oh, right on, right on. Uh, you have to bear with us here because my internet is apparently abysmal. So uh, there may be some delay between me talking and Derek talking. But you can hear Steve's wonderful voice since he's not on his phone uh, this time. So is bro, it worth the trade-off? We will see. Bro, we'll see. I have right here. It's, it's, uh, I got to thank the patrons. The patrons paid for this. What I have is a matching microphone boom to my microphone. I, have, I, had, I, I now have a Rode Procaster 2. What is this thing? A Rodecaster Pro 2. Okay, my mixing station. I have a Rode microphone, a pod mic, a big old heavy two-pound microphone. And now, now I have the complete set in this beautiful boom stand here it's quiet i am moving the microphone all around here a all little bit but it's not like it's not egregious i'm touching the phone here or the foam on oh, the, okay. the, how about now i'm in i'm out i don't hear it yeah it's great oh, amazing look i can touch it there's no boom from springs because there are no springs that's amazing it's quite so good fantastic. so thank you patrons for my wonderful stand it's we always say we love you, patrons, but up, up, uh, down. I don't have it sitting on a coaster or on a, a koozie on the table. I can't tell if you're talking. It's still. just nice. Okay. <laughs> you did cut out what again, but sounds like your yeah. new boom is amazing. Is Craig supposed to record only on your end? No, he's recording or... what's coming through. So, base, I, from what I gather, Craig will record what I hear and. Craig will record oh. what you hear, um, but maybe not. It could yeah. be, maybe it's my internet, and uh, hopefully Craig is filling in the gaps. Um, Let's go. But if we lose you for a long time, I'll try and write down the time, and we'll have to have a nightmare of editing for Kyle. Sorry, go. Kyle. Kyle, thanks, buddy. All right, so you had something funny. Uh, yeah. We, well, we tried. Uh, because we haven't been on a podcast together in a while, Steve. And I was going to no. try and have it to be where we both get on did something else. Do what? I had something funny was going to oh. be, we both try and do the intro together oh. and maybe Kyle yeah. can salvage that, that dumpster fire, <laughs> <laughs> but maybe not because uh, Steve and I haven't podcasted for a while together and it's good to hear your voice. Um, I can't see your face because the internet is too bad, but I saw it for a little bit there and uh, it's good to see your face too. Awesome. Uh, yeah, I saw your face for momentarily. It is nice to be on a podcast, just two of us. Uh, That's right. It's always fun. It's the three of us, but it'll be fun just bantering just the two of us. That's right. Uh, yeah, we, we, we talked on the phone a few times, but uh, we certainly have not podcasted for a no, long time, just the two of us. You're just busy. I am busy. I'm sorry. Dude, so Emily, Emily went to New York. She's been in New York. This that was her second weekend this past weekend. And okay. she's she's she works fully remote, so she's working from New York. She found this like co-working space. She's staying in this like mm. modern, super nice hostel, which is like for New York standards, pretty cheap each night. So we saved up for it. It's like a hundred bucks a night. And then on the weekends she's splitting like a nicer hotel room um because people are visiting people were visiting or visiting New York with her the first weekend and the second weekend. And then I'm going next weekend. I'm I'm leaving taking the red eye Wednesday night. Um we'll be there for, for like three and a half days, fly back Sunday. 
Um, and she's wanted to do that for a long time. And I'm really happy that we were able to finally make it happen. But I'm like, I got to get all this, you know, (laughs) stuff done that I like just haven't had time while she's gone. And then like moving shit out of my storage unit because they hiked up the price and building a shed to put all that stuff in and then getting the truck ready for Ford ice and then wheeling Ford ice. And I'm like, yeah, there's a lot to do. Um, so I've been really effing busy. Um, and then work's been busy, but, uh, it's finally starting to calm down a little bit, which is good. So yeah, I'm busy. <laughs> You're busy too, just, though. Just I am also busy. That's not a lie. But it seems like a little bit less busy lately, which is hopefully a good thing. Yeah, I don't know if I'm starting to get stuff figured out. I think I'm just starting to understand a few things. Basically, what I have going on. I'm sorry that there's audio. I didn't want to go over to my other computer. I have three computers here that I use. What I'm trying to do is I'm actually going into um, my uh, my SD card here for the roadcaster. Since we're having a little bit of audio difficulties or internet difficulties, what I'm going to do is I'll clear out a few files here on my card and once those are cleared out i will throw it back into uh, shit. um i will throw it back into the roadcaster and i'll actually record on my end as a backup recording that's a really good idea um should i just put a pause marker right here air quotes pause marker i think being transparent with the listeners is not a bad thing are you sure you want to permanently files absolutely i do goodbye files (laughs) So no, I just uh, mean, I just Aaron. mean because it's gonna take take a second for uh, getting that SD card back in the road Roadmaster. You're already done. Oh, great, cool. I'm not quite back in there yet. I just got to eject this guy here. Eject, not the Roadmaster. That would be problematic. <laughs> and out. All right, we'll get this plugged in right here, and we'll start the recording. I went four wheeling. You Again. did. Again, Mike, Steve, Again. you've been you've been doing so much four wheeling, Steve. Good news, I've got good news. You can all continue to talk shit because it was <laughs> not on a Friday. Okay, the only Friday wheeling I did this year was on my birthday. If anybody's a problem with that, I got a chode you can talk to. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> all right, we got all plus hours on the recorder, and what is the uh, timestamp here? Give the uh, shout out that time or. Um, Maybe just mark down that timestamp so that Kyle knows yeah, when we it started, starts. Yeah, recording yeah. Right nine now. minutes in. You know what? I'm not actually in that recording real quick. So, um, let me get Good news is he'll have some audio to like line it up against, and then he can just delete the garbage audio. Right. So that'll be Let's good. See. And then it'll be clear. Okay. I want to turn the Bluetooth off, but I can't because my fingers don't work. We're so close, yeah. listeners. We're so close. Just hang tight. This is this is the price I you have... pay for the buttery smooth voice of Steve Summers. The buttery smooth voice. You do have oh. a voice for radio, Steve. Record. Okay. Now we're good. We're doubled down. Derek and I both have audio recording on both ends. So at, at least from here on out. There should be some quality audio. I'm excited. You're coming through great now. So it like Discord was like, yeah, we got this. <laughs> you don't need yeah, that, but fine. keep it going. Now that you have, now that you have backup, we'll just, it's good. <laughs> Everybody turned off the uh, evening news and now they're ready to go to bed. So now we have some internet to use. That's right. Uh, 
I went four wheeling. I actually, we had this past weekend, we had the trail riders event. So, uh, my God, I got badly. How was it? I, I saw some posts on the trail riders page. Looked like there was a good number of people coming. Mm-hmm. And you didn't bring anything, right? Right? Yeah, absolutely. See, I mean, it was a great time and I loaded it right back on the trailer, man. It was perfect. So, oh my gosh. I'm going to try to make this end of podcast. We're done. <laughs> Good to go. Steve went wheeling. Check. All that, um, all that work and now, you know, one minute of podcasting. So, uh, I was trying, I'm going to try to make this short all last week. So starting last Monday, I, uh, Jess and I took the day off. She had the day off because of Columbus or because of, uh, what is it? It's indigenous people's day now. Um, so she had the day off for that. And I took the day off. Also, we deconstructed our laundry room completely, tore up the floor, took everything out, painted the walls. Um, and over the course of the next few days, I put it all back together and that I got that completed Thursday. Mm -hmm. Uh, got the flooring laid Wednesday when we recorded the podcast. So if there was some noises in last week's podcast, I'm sorry. That's probably me putting the flooring down. Uh, I did lay flooring from the time we started until the time we wrapped up the Patreon, which was extremely long. Um, it's a lot of flooring. So it, it really wasn't that much flooring, but I'm not like versed in flooring. So it, I was taking my sweet ass time trying to figure it out. And I had to trim around the wall and everything else. Yeah, we so, gotta get you. We gotta get you a mute button for your phone next time you do that. <laughs> and I muted it a lot, uh, but I think yeah. there was a few times I forgot to mute it while I was pulling the backer off of the, off of the flooring. Uh, I got so, yeah. So I went ahead and uh, I got the the laundry room all wrapped up and put everything in there uh, Thursday, and then Friday I actually loaded my jeep on the trailer and brought it to work. Worked on it in the shop on Friday. Uh, got everything wrapped up. I started to wrap ends up. So I had like 18 open projects on the Jeep. I had switches that I needed to wire. I had a new radio I was trying to install. Um, I had the power steering cooler, which by the way, I didn't have any issues out power steering this, this trip. Um, I had a power steering line that I put on Thursday night in the dark. I uh, had, there was just a whole plethora of things that needed to be done. On top of that, I also had to change oil in my pickup. So I worked on it. So this yep. is the the forced air power steering cooler, right? This is would you call it's it forced air? It's like yeah. no. Oh no, no, it's okay. Just, you just put a bigger it's a giant. Okay. It's a large nice. it's a transmission cooler that is running through the power steering. Got it. That's awesome. I'm glad that you don't have power steering overheating issues anymore. It didn't seem like I had any issues. I think it might have been a little low because I had a couple of wines, but it was nothing like it has been the last few trips. That's awesome. And so, and then tow rig, tow rig. Um, I had to change oil in the tow rig because it was at two percent. This was way, which is way lower than I'd ever really like it to be. Um, so <laughs> I worked on it all day, but I'm here at the shop, so I'm working on that, and then also shop stuff, like doing office things. Like I never changed into dirty clothes, but. I was doing this, that, and everything else. So didn't mm -hmm. get any, didn't get it finished. I had a bunch of stuff wrapped up, but I didn't get it finished. I still had to put a cowl back on, put an air filter back in, clean the air filters. I had so many things open up. Oh, I had to flip the calipers that were upside down at core. 
had to flip those. Was going to put brake lines on, but it turned out the brake lines I got were still too short. Um, even after flipping the covers. Yep, that was oopsie. Damn. I thought they would work, but I didn't realize where the caliper, I didn't realize where the banjo bolt would be. Um, come. Yeah, I gotcha. Like, come once I rotated the calipers the right direction. Right. So, like, they're long enough, but like, it doesn't, you can't route it. Uh, I wouldn't have flexed it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so anyway, I left the Jeep here, went home, uh, hung out with the family until like nine, uh, came back up here, started to work on a few things. And all of a sudden the shop just became pitch black. I was like, what the fuck? Damn. All the, like power went out everywhere. I was like, what the hell? So closed the shop up, walked or got my truck. It's raining, took off. And I was like, you know what? I saw a sheriff uh, going down the road with his lights and sirens on, or at least his lights on. And he was in a hurry. Uh, when I walked into the shop, I was like, I wonder if this has any relation. Let's go see. So I went on a little scavenger hunt to see if I could find out. Sure enough, I found it two miles away. There was a power pole with the like the T at the top of the power, power pole where the lines run, where the lines run across like, the wooden power pole. It was on fire. Ooh, that's not good. I don't know what that means, but it ain't great. Uh, that means uh, that a so, lot of voltage is going through wet fi- wet wood, uh, and some isolator did not do yeah. its job. <laughs> Something did not do its job. You're correct. Uh, and so, I'm guessing that they shut down this chunk of the grid to fix that. And so, yeah, I <laughs> I came back here. Uh, little shout out. Thank goodness the Odelphi had sent me a couple of their headlamps to try out. Uh. And they were fantabulous. So I actually just threw one of those on my head and was in the shop just working via headlamp. In the dark. Nice. In the dark. But I got one of the, you've seen those headlamps, right? With wraparound LED up front. Yeah, yeah, I have one. It's great. Yeah. It, it's and, only, uh, it's great. It just sucks for other people. But if you're by yourself, it's fin- yeah. fantastic. <laughs> if you have somebody else, I'll blind them. Um, yeah. So uh, anyway, threw that on, started working on the Jeep. I worked on the Jeep for probably an hour hour and a half in the dark and then all of a sudden lights came back on and i was like sweet i was gonna wrap up what i was doing um i was gonna i was like you know what no big deal i'll just pull the truck in and change the oil while i'm waiting for you know hopefully the power will come back on and, and then it dawned on me that i can't open my garage door without power uh wait so, really you can't like over override it negative Dang. i Damn. yeah if i go get the scaffolding and unbolt the the uh arm at the top Jeez. So, okay, well, yeah. then that's that. <laughs> that was gonna... So, uh, light came back on. I went ahead and wrapped everything up. I got done here about 2 30, uh, wrapped up everything, went ahead and grabbed the trailer. I was, it was sitting out front here, got everything loaded, got home about 3 15, 3 30. Yep. I got to the house, uh, went to bed, got back up about 6 30, 7 o'clock, and proceeded to start getting my stuff together for camping. And uh, I didn't get over to Badlands anywhere near opening, which is part. <laughs> well, that's part. Yeah, I was going to say that's pretty standard. Yeah. I think people expect yeah. it at this point. Yeah. Uh, good news was they were open until 11, so I had 12 hours to break my shit. I mean, go away. Like- um, yep. <laughs> so uh, got over there, got unloaded and stuff, and went and met up with everybody. So Eric Stevens and his buddy Jason came in for PA. And uh, so they made the long 12 and a half hour drive over here. Um, by the end of the day, they had this is the commitment, right? That is the long haul award. Oh, yeah. The Badlands Bro. is a great park, but that is that's a long drive. Long drive, yeah. He came for me. Um, <laughs> but uh, 
the by the end of the night when they finally went to bed, I think he said they'd been up for like forty some hours. Dude, so that is a lot. Yeah. I, I they got you beat apparently. Yeah, definitely. I don't. I can't do forty eight hours. Like forty, I can't do. I think the long sounds like thirty six hours, and I was like dead to the world. Yeah, same. So, like uh, I couldn't do that. When I got there and got down there, so they've been wheeling with Mike and Bobby, uh, Port Latin for a bit before I got there. And then I met up with them and then Jess and Owen came over to join us. So I went and picked them up and then we went and got on trail. We went and bebopped around a little bit, went down to the quarry because they hadn't been to the quarry yet. They did some trail riding. We went down to the quarry and met up with everybody down there. Started wheeling around there. We ran a bit and just kind of here there. Uh, Brendan was there. Tom was there. Uh, there's was, there was a lot of people there. Got to meet. Um, who's that guy? Who's that one guy? Uh, I don't know. The, that's literally, that's literally his nickname. Who's that? Who is that guy? Or who is? I think it's who is that guy? Who is this guy? Uh, I don't remember. I know what you're talking about though. It's more crypto. And so, but that's his like nickname in the in the Patreon chat. Mm-hmm. And so, got to meet Mark Trepto and his wife, and the Speakeasy was there. Uh, and so was his wife. There, who else was there? There was lots of people there. Uh, we got to see Jeremy's there filming. This is all Saturday. And we wheeled around, had a good time. Everything went pretty good. Showed Eric a handful of the trails. He got to do some rock climbing in the quarry. And then um, we came back up a little before dark uh, because they were doing the like dinner. They, they like doing the free dinner for their deal. We got a shirt out That's in the cool. dunes when we when we got a, a Badlands like a special Badlands shirt. And we got a stamp and a ticket for dinner. And then when you go to get dinner, they handed you some more tickets, and those are raffle tickets. And so they're going to raffle off a bunch of stuff. And mm-hmm. uh, so, which was pulled pork, and then we hung out there. It was raining the whole day. It was like rain, like misting off and on the whole day. It was chilly. It was breezy. Not ideal. Better than, better than pouring down rain, I guess, but uh, not ideal. It wasn't pouring down rain, but it was just kind of bleh and kind of chilly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, those we, misty days when it's kind of chilly out, like that mist cuts through even worse than the cold. It does. And so we hung out while they gave away a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, gave away a few day passes. I not win one, but Mark won a day pass. Nice. And, uh, I think it was a Friday pass at that. Pretty sure. Dang. Uh, well, maybe he can go at least one Friday to cover you. <laughs> <laughs> so... uh. We ended up, I went to go potty. So we took him to go potty and then um, we headed back. Jess wanted to go. So we had, excuse me, sorry. We headed back to the, uh, to her Jeep. And as we're heading back that way, I get a message from Mike and he says, Hey, you guys just won a 55 inch flat screen. Oh shit. Uh, that's awesome. Yeah. Oh, and, and Todd came to, uh, Todd Dimple showed up in his Jeep. He hung out with us and mm-hmm. rode around the Nice. And uh, yeah, and so Todd brought so I was over dropping Jess off and the Todd brought the TV, threw it in his Jeep, and brought it over to my truck. So we threw it in there. So that's pretty cool. It's a that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Did I and lose then, you? Oh, there you're back. No, no, I got a case of the Yonis mm-hmm. to go coffee. Um so yeah, we won that and then Jess took off and uh we were talking about going out and do some night wheeling. Because by the time the sun's starting to go down, it's after six o'clock. Mm-hmm. And uh, we hung out for a bit. I was trying to get Mike to go back out with us because Mike 
showed up, you know, because he's only 30 minutes away. Yep. And I was trying to get him to go back out. He didn't want to go out. So we aired all his stuff up with the Flate and the 10.6 PSI Pro, which was pretty cool. We just had it on this finch route, like up there on the core support of the uh, snow bay and hooked it to the battery, hooked all the tires up. And, and he, I asked him what he was at. He said 20, I think 26 PSI. Hit it to 26, hit the go button, and I went over to the fire and started talking to everybody else. And nice. after a few minutes, I turned around and it stopped making noise. So the 106 PSI Pro, as it's airing up, it pauses every now and again to check its pressure. Mm-hmm. And make sure, like it does like a little reset, like a like a calibration. And so it pauses a few times through the thing to check it to do a calibration. And then it shut off. I was like, yeah, I bet she's aired up. Walked over. It's a 26 PSI. So you're good to go, Mike. That's awesome. It's so nice. It's so easy. You type in the number. It does its thing. You <laughs> set it and it's, forget it. And it's, it's like, then you can go do stuff. And then if it's done before you're done doing stuff, then you don't have to worry about it. And you know, you certainly don't have to be like, all right, let me check it. Oh, it's, you know, it's 22. I got a, like a couple more minutes. Oh, it's 24. Mm-hmm. I got a couple more minutes. Oh, motherfucker mm-hmm. went to 28. Not that you can't air down with the Morphlate, but right. like, still, it does, you don't have to. It's just, it's, you set yep. it and forget it, and it's done. It just does it. That's nice. It might cost a couple of pennies, but uh, but it's not. It's nice. It's very you nice. You get a discount, I think, on the PSI Pro, right? Yeah. So it's not. It's ten percent less pennies. <laughs> there you go. So, um, we aired Mike up, and he was going to go, but then he decided he didn't want to go night wheeling. So then we all jumped in. Uh, so Mark Trepto, Dustin Speakman, and Audra. Uh, Andy Myrtle. I forgot to mention that Andy Myrtle came. Sorry, Myrtle. We got to you on Sunday. How, roughly, roughly, how many rigs were there? Out of curiosity, um, I, I, you named yeah. a bunch, but like, like ten or twelve, maybe. Okay. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good group. It's a good look. You know, like we're kind of set up. Like we're kind of spread out. There's like a group over here and a group over there, kind of thing. Yep. Um, because we got all twelve of them together. We didn't move. Yeah, that, we, that's we, too many for one group. Yeah. But like, yeah. everybody comes back to the fire together or whatever, right? Yeah. I'm legit about to get some coffee. Um, yeah, you got to quit that yawning. <laughs> oh, deal is. Uh, so anyway, we uh, we all loaded up. It's now like I don't know, eight o'clock, eight thirty, maybe. And uh, we take off and go out to go four wheeling. And we did we go directly to? I think we might might have gone right to. That uh, the obstacle right off the creek there. Well, you can call it what you want. I have no idea what it's called still. The, the one that's my favorite. Yep. The one that's your favorite that breaks everything. Yep. I love it. Break it all. Um, so we went over there. So Dustin tried it. Couldn't really get up on it. Uh, Myrtle tried it in his Jeep and got the front tires up, but couldn't get the back tires over the ledge. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I was like, eh, I'll try it. I had Kayla with me, which is Mark's wife. Mm-hmm. And I like, let's try it. I was like, I'll try it. And I'll put the tires up on it and see what we can do. It's still misting, mind you. Yeah, that's a tough one when it's slick. Yeah. And I ended up kind of finagling around enough and finally got the front tires to go up. So I got the front tires up, started trying to do the back tires, but I was too far towards the center of the obstacle. And that undercut is really tall, probably 36 inches, maybe 34, 36 inches. And just get a tire of that. And so I kept playing with it like when i'd bump it it would feel like it would want to go but it would not go and so i bumped it a few hard times and then 
I was kind of just letting it kind of like uh, warm the tires up. And so I'm just kind of letting them spin on there. But it's trying to grab traction with the rear at the same time. So it's trying to like climb that. Uh, it's that doing that like under. slow. It's not like a, it's not like a, a, a axle wrap, you know, jump, but it's doing that like up, up and down, up and down, up and down thing. Right. Doing that up and down thing. The whole, the whole Jeep was doing that up and down thing. Uh-huh. <laughs> Did and you see the video? I don't think I've seen the video. <laughs> I'll post it on the trail riders. Okay. Uh, after a few times of me getting about, I don't know, a foot off the ground. Oh God. Um, I thought that we were hitting the frame, the the frame stiffeners and maybe bottoming out the rear shocks. Cause that's pretty common. So there's only like four and a half inches, five inches of travel in the rear shocks, like downward or upward, I guess. Uh and that was the case, yes, but there was also something else involved in that. And that was rhyme with Schmier Schmeifschmaft. Yes, it did rhyme with my schmaft. Uh, oh no. So I did not realize that the drive shaft was also playing kissy face with the rock. <laughs> and uh, my Adam's drive shaft conveniently twisted in two, uh, right where it, it says built to last. <laughs> no, that's funny, the irony, man. It, it, rubbed, it, rubbed the, uh, it rubbed the B off, and it just says. Built to last now. Built to last. Um, well, it's it's ilt. Yeah, that's ilt. for sure. <laughs> so yeah, I broke my shit by nine o'clock on Saturday. That sucks. I was like, oh, the cool thing is, is uh, I was beaten on it. I would say considerably hard for what it is. It sounds like I if guess, your uh, tires are coming off the ground, like that's pretty oh, fucking hard. It was fantabulous. Yeah. I mean, so it, it, it stayed together for that, right? It, it, it just, you know, no drive shaft can survive hitting a rock you get, under you get your phone handy. Yeah, I do got my phone handy. Okay, good. I got you. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> I honestly, when it broke, I was like, Oh, what was that? I literally in the video, oh, what was that? It's like rear drive shaft. <laughs> and he's like, yep. And I said, where did it break at front or like up front or in the rear? And he goes, uh, in the middle. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, awesome no. though that it didn't break a U joint. Like that the U joints held up. It did not break a U joint. And I was thoroughly impressed. So That's here's awesome. some, here's I mean, one. It's not video. awesome that it broke, but it's awesome that like nothing broke because of like mechanical, you know, inadequacy. Yes. And that's, and that's what I said too. I was like, Oh, well, you know, like I'm not surprised that 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 broke because I was literally asking to break something the way I was treating it. That was, that was uncalled for probably should have stopped, but it was fun. Well, then it was worth it. Yeah, It's only money. You'll make more. (laughs) So now you got to get a new drive shaft. Do I need a new, a brand new set of Cooper STT pros? Uh, I don't know how much tread life do your existing Cooper STT pros have, and are you committed to those? <laughs> I mean, you can run any 40. There's so many 40s out there to choose from. This is true. Why well, Eric sent me a set for 1895? I don't even know if that's a good deal no. at this point. For new, that's a great deal. Yeah. That's a great deal right now. It is, dude. Damn. I, I, uh, with all this time, well, we'll foreshadow a little bit. Mm-hmm. I had some more tire issues. Um, Get more tires. Oh yeah. Mm. 
Oh yeah. Um, but we'll get into that after we get through. Well, I guess you're pretty much done with the, <laughs> the Badlands. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So broke my dry shaft and then saw them together. And, and so Andy and, and uh, Dustin appreciate you guys for taking the drive shaft out. Minions doing work again. I don't work on my own shit when anybody else is around. <laughs> uh, I literally didn't have a chance. Andy was trying to get under it before I even got out of the Jeep. I had to tell him to get out from under it so I got back further off the rock. I'm like, just I'll, I'll just back down for the Are you sure? Yep. I'll just don't. There's yeah, no sense safe. I'm trying to lay it while I'm still on top of a rock. Yep. So I backed it down until it was in a hole where it yep. like roll flat. It would roll into the hole versus move anywhere else. Yeah, there's and definitely so, uh, a bunch of like logs and wheel trucks if you roll back down that hill far enough. Yeah, exactly. Yep. And so uh Andy and Dustin pulled my shaft the rear shaft out, and then I we just rolled back to camp. We were pretty well done at that point. Nobody else wanted to play on anything since I was broken. Um I told them to go trail right and like, no. And of course Eric and Jason were just whoop. They were done. Um I really wanted to go out just for them to see more stuff. Yep. And uh they were just tired. And, they were beat down. Yeah, they came out of yeah, camp for, sure. for a while. Um, and then they were like, all right. Or no, after that, they went and loaded up. They went and loaded up after that, and then they went and went to bed. So, okay. um, yep, anyway, hung out at the campfire for a little bit. Uh, uh, Mark had brought a, a, like, four jars of apple pie Everclear. Mm-hmm. Um, Moonshine? And, yeah, basically. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> same thing. Yeah, same difference. Uh, same concept. And I think I drank about three quarters, one of those jars. Ooh, Never really got drunk. You had a good night. Oh, no. Oh, then definitely wasn't no. ever clear. It was ever clear. I, it just wasn't strong. It was very drinkable. You could definitely get lost in one of those jars. Yep. Uh, but I think I was just tired enough that I didn't really feel it. Uh, and so I ended up falling asleep at camp and they're like, hey, are you sleeping? I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, my three hours is worn off. <laughs> uh, so. Uh, Brendan, real quick, and then we'll move into Sunday. Brendan, uh, we were sitting there talking about where I was going to sleep. I was like, oh, I was going to sleep in my truck. He's like, oh, okay. I was like, on the back seat, you know, whatever. He's like, uh, I always flip my seats up and then lay down the, there's a, in the Rams, there's like fold out panels that underneath the seat that flip out to make a flat surface to put stuff on to like mm-hmm. storage. He's like, I just sleep on that. I was like, oh shit, I didn't think about that. That's I nice. Like, so I flip those up and sure as shit, you lay that open and it's almost the same size as a sleeping bag. It's the same That's width. That's amazing. As a, yep. And then uh, lengthwise, it's like two inches shy of being perfect for me to sleep on. Like completely. That's, That's fantastic. I love that. Yeah. Being short pays sometimes. That's, <laughs> That's right. Um, yeah. Because I remember like when my truck was... We still had a back seat. I was like, oh, this aside from the fact that it was just angled up really high because they like, you know, yeah. there wasn't any leg room. So they like made people's knees like in their chest. Um, uh-huh. Wasn't that wasn't that uncomfortable. But to lay down across that back bench on an extended cab truck is not the most comfortable because it's constantly throwing you into the back of the seat. Right. So. Right. But that's nice. That it, yeah. It's nice that, uh, you know, you nice. can just lay flat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was pretty good. So yeah, I went and went and passed out the truck, got up Sunday morning, loaded my shit on the trailer, and then uh went down to meet everybody at camp to see how everybody was doing. Everybody's kind of loading up. A few people were leaving out. Brendan was leaving. And uh I think Tom had already left. And then because he'd left the night before, he he was like, oh, I'm tired of going home. I'm just gonna go home and sleep in my own bed. And then 
a few other people were leaving and the the Speakmans were leaving, but Josh Anderson was coming. Ooh. I waited around for Josh and I was like, I don't know. And Andy's like, you want to ride with me? I was like, yeah, that'd be okay. Let me think about it. So uh, I parked my truck there at the campsite where those guys were at and decided to ride with Andy. Uh, Josh showed up. We fixed Andy's rig because he was jumping on that same obstacle. He broke a bolt off the lower shock mount in the rear. So he had to fix that. Gotcha. And so he got that all fixed up. And then we uh, uh, took off out to go forward. And we went out to the quarry. Played around out there, met a guy named Dustin Adams, who has a blue JK with a six liter and a truck Norris. Okay. And a V4500. Whoa. Didn't expect on, that in a Jeep. In, yeah, in a Jeep. Yep. So it's got a six liter with a truck Norris, NV4500, stock decay transfer case, non Rubicon, and a set of tons and 40s with a. Uh, uh, 538 years, and it is his daily driver. I bet that thing gets down. It definitely, definitely gets down. <laughs> <laughs> it's a real fun thing to watch because he knows he has to drive it home, but still, for some reason, doesn't baby it. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, watching that makes me even more so want to build something stronger for the front axle. Really really trying to figure out how I can do a super duty, super uh, unit bearing to uh, lighten my maintenance needs. Um, uh, you could put a super duty 60 in. <laughs> that seems like a lot. Can I just put in a, a nine inch front with super duty outers? Yep. That would also work. That'd be a lot more pricey. Though. Drill it for five. Lug? Uh, um, I don't know. Five lug would be tough. Five lug would be tough. I don't think so, actually no. I don't think five lugs would fit in the hub circle or the the hub opening. Maybe they would. Did you get my hippity hop video? You didn't see uh, it. I, said it I didn't see it in Messenger. Oh, okay. I see it now. So, yeah. Let's watch Steve do some hippity hopping. Hippity hopping. Oh, that's, that's a lot of hippity hoppity. Oh God, <laughs> getting so much worse. <laughs> I'm waiting for sparks. Yeah, yeah, that's a lot uh, of hippity hoppy, guys. Uh, I can, can lot, confirm. Yeah, yeah I hope we'll post that in the Trail Riders page when this episode airs. I will, yeah, I'll post that. I'll post these videos here. And then uh, I've got a video. I want to send you two more videos, which is one of the hippity hoppy and breaky breaky. And then the other one is <laughs> that Jake going up uh, V notch. Nice. So um, we will kind of played around the quarry for a little bit. And then I was like, hey, do you guys want to go do the ledge? that I saw uh, last time I was here in Liberty and I wanted to try it, but I wasn't going to do it with my kids sleeping in the back. So I was going to do it in the XJ, but broke it. So can't do that. I was like, but we should go do it anyway so I can see if it's going to be fun. Right. And I'm like, yeah, that sounds cool. I'm like, all right, cool. So we start heading that direction. I'm like, you know what? Since we're going to do this, let's do a little detour trail basically to get back there. So this ledge is over on the, Woody, the west side of the pond, back by that rental house, kind of. Mm-hmm. About a eight foot tall ledge back there. Um, it's just a I, rock. Yeah, I think I know what you're talking about. It's kind of down near kind of a creaky thing. On the pond. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And um, so we went to, we come around, we we're back at the back wall of the quarry. So we left there, came around, went up Axle Breaker. And then mm-hmm. went through that obstacle and then looped around 
and went over to Vnotch and played on Vnotch. So at this point, it's uh, Andy and myself in Andy's Jeep. And then John Anderson and uh, I think he's a cousin. Um, I can't remember. Everybody. Sorry. Um, in Josh's Jeep. And then we have. Who was it? Uh, Dave, which is one of Josh's buddies in a red YJ on some con- on some Mickey Pro XS. OK. Or Pro X. <laughs> Not Pro XS. Pro X. <laughs> Stickies. Uh, and then we have that JK, and we have another really stupid clean black XJ or black JK behind him. So uh, we went through Acrobreaker, we went over to V Notch. We all tried playing on V Notch. I didn't try it, but Josh tried it, and I don't think, I don't remember if Josh made it up it. Uh, he backed off, and then um, we tried, the other guys tried it, and we ended up. What we ended up doing is we had to, there was a hole there that Dave dug the day before and it was like super deep. You couldn't hit the obstacle straight on because it mm-hmm. was just too much of an under like, a ledge to try to climb up. So we ended up putting all the rocks back in there that were in there before and putting some dirt back with them to like make it actual term again. Um, yeah. And just flat. We weren't going to stack it up or anything. Just wanted to bring it flat in. And we did that. And actually, once we did that, everybody was able to like roll up to it and then you had to roll through it you had to like bump it through that to get up on it once you bumped through it you were able to get onto the actual v-notch obstacle and then continue up and uh yeah, yeah, yeah i'm watching this video i'm watching this video of the jeep going up but that's pretty pretty raunchy <laughs> you got a little rowdy yeah like that that if you okay i know you're saying you you definitely weren't stacking like i'm looking at that hole whatever's left and like that thing is pretty tore up compared to what I remember. So, yeah, it's way worse than it was. Listen yeah. to this thing. I should have Bluetooth on. I don't hear anything. Sounds not coming in. Come, sounds not coming through, Steve. Oh, okay. Sorry. Never mind. I'll post it the drum. There's you guys can all watch it there uh, as he lets it that six liter sing. Um. Anyway, hit V notch left there. Went over to that. Ledge. I was talking about hit the ledge and those. Guys as bounce, and then we kind of just made our way back over, went back to that the le, um, the obstacle there at the creek that you like, Derek's favorite obstacle, yep. and uh, Derek's able to ledge. Like, Derek's ledge, sure. Yeah. Uh, we were able to. Uh, Josh was able to finesse it and finally get around to where he needed to be, and was able to just kind of not walk it, but able to get right up it. And then his buddy Dave behind him in that wide day was able to uh, manage to get there also. So once we did that, it was like two o'clock in the afternoon and we completed it back. I loaded up my stuff. I already had my Jeep loaded, but I grabbed the truck and uh, I hit the road and came home. That's Concluded awesome. A long story that I was trying to make sure that I didn't make sure short my bed. No, it's all good. I think that was short enough. We spent 10 two minutes trying to introduce the, the podcast. So it was half an hour. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So, that yeah. sounds like a really fun trip. Get to meet up with some listeners, new and old, that you know, and um, right. get to wheel. It's it's fun to wheel with other people sometimes. I know it sucks. You know, obviously you want to go hit that ledge with uh, Loki, but uh, you'll get there. Um, fix your drive shaft and then go do it first, so you don't accidentally break something else. <laughs> no, that's fun though. I I I, uh, I miss the Badlands a little bit after hearing you talk about you know working through some of those obstacles and. And wheeling with people, it, it's it's a great park. Oh no, we lost Steve completely. 
I'm going to monologue now, I guess. Uh, I don't know what to say, though. <laughs> um, yeah, I do miss the Badlands, and I am sad that I'm not back there. But uh, out here in California, the wheeling's not too bad. And when Steve comes back, we will talk about the wheeling that I did. Okay, so I've been recording the whole time. I did throw in a pause marker for Meng. Uh, just telling the people here that uh, even though I did break my drive shaft into pieces, Adams has a killer warranty, and they are going to fix it. Uh, their warranty, Adams' warranty for that kind of breakage where you bounce it off of a rock and break it, uh, is that they'll fix it. You pay for shipping and materials. They'll cover wow, that's labor. pretty. That's great. That is great because labor costs is expensive. Probably labor costs more more than DOM at this point. So probably. If they'll charge um, me for DM and uh, and welding wire, uh, it's a pretty solid deal. That's fantastic. So, mm-hmm. so long, I, I guess did so, you send it off uh, yet? I guess it's only been two days. No, I'm waiting on. I talked to Chris today. He called out there to get a uh, like a warranty number, um, mm-hmm. and they started asking him questions. He told him it broke. They started asking him some questions. I was kind of telling the the people this. Uh, so Mang may edit that out, whatever. Uh, but basically, they want to know if I can go to a larger diameter shaft with a thicker wall. Uh, one okay. of I had enough clearance for that, and then they need to know what flange. Uh, the flange on the back transmission has an index ring on it, so it indexes with the flange on the double carton. They need to know that diameter. So then that information, yep. and hopefully here's some more tomorrow, and. I'll- Get it shipped out to him. That's awesome. Yeah, I don't know. Uh-huh. Um, Meng's gonna have to probably edit a little bit before and after the pause because yeah, I don't know. I don't know what you said after you lost internet, and I just started talking about how much I miss the Badlands. I mean, I, there's great wheeling out here, but a trip makes me a little bit nostalgic, you know, because the Badlands has everything. Um, but you were just talking through all the different <laughs> all the different obstacles, and I'm like, man, it's gonna be a while before I get to do those again. So, um, but yeah. But Glad you guys really had cool fun. Episode. That's awesome. Yeah, it was a good time. It was an excellent time. I'm glad that Eric made the long trip out. That's pretty cool to meet him. We talked quite a bit, so uh, it was awesome to meet him in person and hang out. And then uh, it was good to see everybody else too, all the other people, and Mark as well. So always cool to meet new listeners and to go wheeling in general. Even if I do break a shaft, it's fine. So now that we have completed my update, which is supposed to be short and sweet, but it is not. Oh, that was good. It, oh. The computer didn't lose internet. The computer just went to sleep. It just took a nap. <laughs> Completely just shut tired. off. Yeah. But like it was in sleep mode. It wasn't fully shut off. As soon as I hit the power button, it just popped right back up and Discord was there, but it wouldn't load. So I just shut Discord yeah, off yeah. and turned it back on. Yeah. Yep. So uh, let's talk about four dice. This is our main topic. That was not our main topic, even though felt like it we'll do a longer well, main podcast and Derek may peace out and we'll have somebody else on for the patreon uh yeah maybe yeah let's do that um yeah. all right so they allow more than forwards on four dice what <laughs> no way <laughs> yeah, fuck's way. sake fuck's sake uh fuck's yeah so i've been wanting to do four dice for a while um i wanted to do the rubicon right. first because obviously um but uh, one of our listeners, Don Happel, um, he's uh, got a Discovery, Land Rover Discovery. He's got a V8, Chop Top, 39.5 IROX. Um, he's up in, I think he's up in Richmond or thereabouts. 
just about 45 minutes to an hour, but he's in the Bay Area a lot. He came by um, when I first moved here because uh, he was like, hey, I'll come bring you some beer from East Brother Brewing. It's their, uh, you know, it's their favorite brewery. And gosh darn it, that was some damn good beer. Um, and I was like, yeah, let me know when you guys go do trails like Rubicon, Four Dice, whatever. Um, and so, yeah, he reached out. He was like, hey, we're going on Four Dice uh you know october 14th and 15th and i was like perfect emily's out of town get a dog walker and i'll go do four dice with those guys so it was honorary rover uh this past weekend <laughs> uh not honorary. sure if range or land but oh. it was roving <laughs> um and so yeah so one of my uh co-workers pavel he's got uh he had the bronco that we took on rubicon um, yeah. I wasn't sure, you know, we, we always heard that Fordyce was, you know, tougher than Rubicon. Um, and so he's like, really? yeah, can I just ride with you? And I was like, yeah, sure. Um, you know, people are like, you can definitely do Fordyce, no problem in your truck. Um, so I wasn't worried. Um, so we left Friday night after work, um, packed up the truck and we got there uneventful trip up, which is good after my very eventful trip up to the Rubicon. <laughs> um, so we get there make camp you know they gave us kind of some gps coordinates of like where they're camping but there's service at the beginning of the trail which is great um so it's very easy to find them um they're just camping on the trail there's a few clearings off to the sides of it and it's really it's kind of one of those things where like you know there's trees here but it's you pull in and you're like there's nobody here and it's like very eerie and then we come around the corner and we see all the the, the rovers and so like i think we found them um so we set up camp have a few beers around the fire and we go to sleep um wake up the next morning and pack up camp and hit the trail um that's not true actually we got to see the <laughs> no no, <it's> not. <laughs> no no we got to see the um like 70 percent solar eclipse and uh it was like oh, happenstance because like we're like all right you know so-and-so's coming let's go up you know like i gotta use the facilities and there's a uh you know a, a what do you call it toilet not not an out how uh, yeah like a shit into a bucket toilet <laughs> um whatever actual toilet Enough. versus you know doing what bears do in the woods um and so we went up there did our business um and you know i'm coming out i'm like oh it's getting dark uh pulled out my welding glass which is literally like just a glass of or a, a number 10 piece of glass and like we start looking up at there and I'm handing it around. Everybody's get to look at it. It was really cool. Then the clouds started to come in, it would come in and out and I snagged a picture of it through the welding glass while it was kind of peeking behind the clouds. And it's pretty cool. Um, I haven't seen one of those. I think there was one in like 2015 or something like that in Illinois. Do you remember Steve? What's that? Like an eclipse of some type. I don't remember. And then I, before that I hadn't seen one since I was a kid. So it was really cool. Oh, I got you. Yeah, yeah. It's been yeah. a bit. It yeah. Was, hmm. I feel it like it was Chicago. like... Eight, okay. Yeah, Either yeah. Way. That sounds about right. Yeah. So, but it yeah. was really neat. Um, Glad that we got to see it. Because cool. we weren't sure. sure. Yeah, you're right. Um, So, gosh. Uh, Then we hit the trail. And um, I don't know where I got this idea in my head that Port Ice was nowhere near as beautiful as the Rubicon because they're not that far apart. Mm. They're both in the Sierras oh, and yeah. it is extraordinarily beautiful. I mean, I won't say it's more beautiful than the Rubicon. They're both 
kind of different. Like the Rubicon's got the gravel bowl or the gravel bowl, granite bowl, um, and some other interesting views that probably Fordyce doesn't have, but Fordyce is gorgeous. Um, actually, <sighs> the wooded sections, I would say, are probably more gorgeous than the Rubicon wooded sections. So um, it's really pretty. You just, you know, curving in and out of like some redwood trees and um, there's... Doesn't it? Fordyce does have water crossings. Yeah, you cross the Fordyce Creek yeah. a few times um, going up it. Yep. So we hadn't gotten to that yet. Um, I think it's a few miles before yep. you get to the first water crossing. So um, we start out, you know, we're, we're creeping through pretty easy trails, just in and out of trees. Finally, mm-hmm. start to see some obstacles. We're behind these like stock, stock Jeeps, not even Rubicon, like JKs. And like one of them had like wide street tires with like, you know, low profile wheels. I was like, Oh no, like, are they ever going to get out of the way first? Of all? <laughs> and then second of all, uh, how are they going to get past any obstacles and are we going to have to deal with braking? And so they finally pull off when they get to driveline Hill and, uh, yeah, driveline Hill is, I guess the first named obstacle. Um, and it is, it's a rock hill climb, right. With the, the gravel road that goes around if you want to uh, bypass it. Um, and there's a few different okay. lines. Some of them are pretty gnarly. Okay. Uh, I go up, or I don't, I didn't go up first. Uh, Don went up in front of me, um, and uh, the hill lived up to its name. <laughs> oh. So, um, I don't know. I, I learned a lot about Rovers this weekend. So, they've got, you know, similar to Toyotas, they've got kind of, you know, fabricated housings with third members. They've got an offset pumpkin front and rear, um, like Burfield style, Longfield style front axle shafts and 24 spline. So you remember what size tires Don has <laughs> 40 inch tires, 24 spline, mm-hmm. one minor bump and uh carnage carnage ensued in the form of a 300 M axle shaft. Is that 24 spline? Yeah. So they're, let's see, I can do the math. I don't know if they use the exact same spline count as a Dana or uh, spline shape as a Dana, but if they do, it is huh. uh, 68% the size of a Dana, which is one and a half inch. Jeez. So one inch. Not very big. Um, but uh, he's got he's got all the fancy stuff, 300M and heat treated and whatnot. And uh, also when you get those really strong shafts and they go, they, they kind of shrapnel into a million pieces and take out a lot of stuff with it. So we get him off the trail or we get him off the obstacle, get him on flat ground, pull the, pull the shaft, hits toast, tried to magnet out the shrapnel from the carrier unsuccessfully for a while. Couldn't get it out, pull the carrier, finally realized, okay, it, 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 you know, chewed up the, the mouth of the carrier that accepts the splines. Um, and we couldn't, it was, it was enough that we couldn't get it out without a die grinder. Um, uh-huh. and nobody had a die grinder. We had angle grinders, but like to get down into the splines to like unbooger it, um, so he 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 knew somebody in Sacramento, which is like, I guess, hour and a half away. So he and another guy kind of stayed back, and and they run into, you know, Sacramento to go use the shop and fix it up, and they got it back together, um, and started heading back. But we obviously we kept going, and uh, you know all the all the rigs besides the two that went back kept going. So we go up Driveline Hill, and we finally meet up with, uh, you know, while we're trying to fix Don's truck, we meet up with uh, Derek Miller. Um, mm. and his wife, Megan, and they brought their race Jeep. Um, so I started following Derek. He had a 
Toyota Sequoia on 40s, linked front and rear. Yeah. Um, yeah, not a he listens to the podcast too. Um, yeah, what's not the most, not the most, how what's that? What's his Instagram again? D mill underscore with a welder. Yep, yeah, it's the one. That's what I was like. I knew knew there's a welder somewhere in there. Yep. Um, and I'll I'll go ahead and put Don's. Uh, Don is just Don Happel, all one word, no underscore, no fancy stuff, uh, with two P's. Um, and uh, yeah, so we meet up with Derek. Uh, he was going to be the other honorary rover. Um, and so they got a race TJ, I think it is. It's got a 4.7 stroker. That sounds really gnarly. Um, on 38-inch, I think, race tires. I don't, I'm assuming they're stickies. Um, I lost you for a second. Oh, shit. Well, I'm going to keep talking because... <laughs> Yeah, uh, fabricated axles. It's ultra four. It's an ultra four car. Um, Megan, I think raced in the EMC at KOH and finished and then has won some local rock races. So they're, they're racing it and they're doing well with it. So, um, so they're, they're kind of speeding up quickly and then waiting, speeding up quickly and then waiting. Cause like, that's, that's how you drive that car on, on rocks, especially <laughs> with the tires aired up because that's how they race oh, it. Yeah. Uh, okay. We also had, uh, Gustav or Goose and, uh, his girlfriend, I believe Kat, um, they were in a D90, which is Defender, uh, short wheelbase with the V8 on 37s and soft top. And he, fun fact about that one, I think he, he and his family have owned it since new off the lot. Um, so they wow. actually sold those in the U S for, I think three or four years. Um, in the nineties. And then they stopped selling them when the discoveries came out. Uh, there was uh Lutz. Um, Oh, and I'll do, I'll do Instagram. So goose, Gustav is goose. Ah, goose defender, G O S E D underscore defender. Uh, so people can go and look up these people if they're interested to see their rigs. Um, there's Lutz, which is his Instagram is the, no, L-U-T-Z period underscore underscore. <laughs> um, and he's got a D110 pickup on 37s. It's got a diesel. It's got a manual. It's basically a tractor and it's awesome. Um, and I guess some of the defenders came with like what's called a Salisbury rear end. And I think that's basically just like a rebranded Dana 60, but with like some spoke British parts in it. <laughs> Um, oh, interesting. Yeah. Uh, so he had that in the rear and then the regular Defender Axle up front, I guess. Um, and then there's Jesse, who's got a D90 on 33s, uh, diesel, manual. Um, and fun fact about Jesse, he'd been on Camel Trophy. He's also building, I think, a, def- a Discovery. I can't remember if it's a one or two on uh portals volvo portals and uh he was in the dirty dozen for ultimate adventure i think last year so hope he gets selected because he's he's a great driver um they're all everybody's a great driver but he's he was like surgical with that thing um because those those little d90s are they're roughly 90 inch wheelbase um and his was just stock height and had some nice tires and beadlocks and it 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 went everywhere And then there's Mike. Uh, he's also got a, a D90 and 33s. His is a V8, I think, um, but still manual. And he, his his biggest, uh, uh, you know, Achilles heel was that he had true tracks instead of lockers. So everybody else had full lockers and his was true tracks. But yeah. he did a good job 
getting through it. There were a few times where he left a tire and it still would go because the rear was touching. So it was just needed a little momentum to carry that one through. But, um, and they're all super clean. Um, so you were so. an elephant falling around. Yes, mice. that's true. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, I had, I think, a discovery shorter than a D110. So I had 23 inches on the next longest vehicle on wheelbase wise and probably another 2,000 pounds. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, and I don't know if I have uh, Jesse or Mike's Instagram, um, but they're cool people. Um, and then Robert was riding along with, uh, well, a few different people with, with Mike and Don and Jesse from time to time. So he's, he's also got um, a discovery at home. Um, I think his Instagram is LR disco stew S T U. Um, there's some, some, uh, uh, what am I trying to go with this? There are some, um, pythons or underscores in there or something. Anyway, so we go up driveline hill, Don snaps the axle. Uh, you take a bypass. Uh, we were able to get Don off. He, they go into town. We go up, we go up driveline hill. Um, some people take the bypasses and, uh, I'm like, great. That was fun. Little climb. Um, so then we're on kind of dirt trails, riding through trees again. Um, and bumming along, bumming along, bumming along. I don't know if that sound came through, but it was a sound oh. of lots of, yeah. yeah, lots of air exiting a tire at rapid speed on my truck. <laughs> so if it's not a tie rod, Steve, you know it's what tire. else it is. Yep. Um, it's got. I in the in the name it's going to go bye bye. Yeah, T I and an E somewhere. It's gonna break. Um didn't just get a new to you set of tires? I sure did. New to you, right? Yep. I don't know if I've talked about it on the Patreon. No. So rewind. On the- um after the Rubicon, I only had three Mickey Thompsons left, and one of them had patches on the inside. So I was like, you know. <laughs> they don't have much tread either. I'm like, maybe I can just find a set of used 40s. So I reached out first. At first, I'm like, I'll just buy one. You know, the 42s are coming out soon or whatever. Like, even though they're probably not. Yeah. Um, and I'll just buy one and just like have a weird tire for a while. Um, and so I was looking. This guy was selling these Maxis Trepidors, five tires. I was like, hey, will you sell me one? You could still sell the four probably for what you're selling them for, which is like 1500 bucks. He was like, nah, we mm-hmm. want to sell all five. I'm like, okay, cool. Because I sent him a message, Facebook alerted me when he lowered the price to $1,000. And I was like, oh, okay, oh, just kidding. I'll buy all five. <laughs> can I come and get them today? He was like, they're at my shop. If you can come tomorrow, they're yours. I was like, hell yeah. So drop, you know, talk to them. That guy had a really nicely built forerunner with like a nice link setup. I think there were aluminum links. And he was telling me they were about to go do the Rubicon. And, and he had put Maxis Trepador bias plies on it. Um, which are the gnarly ones. Um, and so I was like, oh, it's obviously why you're selling these. But they've got like 50% tread. They're older. They're 2015, I think, date codes. So are getting probably right about to where I shouldn't be running them. But they're a temporary mm. tire. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, so cool. nice thing so about did, those. Go did ahead, you find, what was the What was the core tool you used to uh, let all the air out? <laughs> yeah um well first first real quick uh those maxis trepidors with 50 percent tread of who knows ride almost perfectly smooth with no balancing <laughs> unbelievable like 
it was a nightmare with the Mickey Thompsons. And I've got access to a tire machine at work. I can't figure out how to do a static balance. And it was like trying to do to do dynamic. dynamic. And it was like tons of weight. Like it always is with big tires when you do dynamic and um, ended up being worse after I was done with that. So I'm going to take all the weight off of the rest of them. So anyway, I digress. Um, all right. Fast back forward to air exiting tire very quickly. We didn't actually know. So there was a root sticking out. I stopped pretty quickly. Um, you know, and the guy behind me was like, I don't know if I think it was further back. And I was like, this, this, this root sticking out is very like sharp and it's quite like, uh, firm. Like I, you step on it and it doesn't move. Like, it's not like a small root. Like there's something underneath the ground that it is attached to. Um, and it's very mm-hmm. like knobby shaped. And I'm okay. just like, I don't, it seems weird that it would be that, but now that I'm got now that I'm back home and I've taken the wheel off of the tire, I look inside and I can see like where aluminum is kind of scraped against the edge of the inside of the tire a little bit, right right next to where the cut is. And I think I had oh. a pinch flat. I think I wow. literally pinched like the sidewall of the tire oh. against the root. Yeah, like sandwiched the sidewall of the tire with the inside of the beadlock against the the tread. And just ripped it. And I was running like eight, eight or nine psi, and we were going pretty quick at that point because it was like you know people were going faster than me, and my truck was slow in the rock. So I'm like, oh, it's smooth. I'll speed up. And so like I probably hit it with pretty good force. Mm. And they're not, you know, they're they're older tires, so they've got some age in them. Um, but that's kind of what we decided was it was probably a pinch. And then when I got home, I'm like, I'm very confident that it was a pinch flat against not just the root, but like the root forced it and maybe the root like hit inside to where you get kind of a sheer moment where like you know the the wheel is pushing next to the root and it just kind of created like scissor action you know did you call the uh previous owner and talk him down to 800 since uh <laughs> yeah i'd like a refund please partial refund thanks um no Wait, I did one not. of these tires is leaking yeah can, did, did you know that this one doesn't hold air you said it held air <laughs> Um, so anyway, we swap, we swap the Patagonia on one more time. Oh, geez. I thought you bought five of these things. I did, but I hadn't, I was, I bought a race line to have the matching spare. All right. Uh, so we got the spare swapped on and I'm like, gosh, darn it. Now I gotta like worry about all these other three tires that are, you know, old and whatnot. And Uh I'm talking to Pavel, my passenger about it. And he was like, why don't we just bump the tire pressure up? I was like, that's a good idea. Like if it was a pinch flat. Uh, we should increase the pressure so they're, they're a not you know stressing the sidewalls as much and b not definitely not pinching it right um and so we did that we we probably overkilled it we went from eight to fifteen um right after we went through the first creek crossing so um so we keep going uh once we get the tire on make it to the first creek crossing and the creek's at like hundred and fifty cubic feet per second um which I don't know what that is, but I've seen videos of people crossing Fordyce Creek and I'm like, good Lord. Like, yeah. Is that 150 or is that like 400? <laughs> Cause apparently some people have crossed uh-huh. 400 and it, it gets pretty rowdy. Um, and so I would say, I think the forties went underwater fully for like a second or two. Like there was one, right. like the deepest part they went underwater and then the truck started to pop back up out of it. The good so news no pro- is, you're so heavy, you could be completely underwater at 600 cubic feet per minute and be just fine. <laughs> like a rock. You're not cubic going feet up. per second. But yes, yeah, yeah I probably could. Um, 
some of the defenders are a little bit shorter though. So um there were there were a couple Daisy people Chain. that got wet wet shoes, I think. Oh yeah. Um but they no, I mean it wasn't like it was deep, but it wasn't really flowing like that fast. Like it was it's wide, so there's a lot of um uh it's like a lot of flow but not a lot of velocity, right? Right. So we go through that. Not, not raging. Yeah, it's not raging. Pull off to the side, add air to all the tires. Um, need to. I know I say this all the time. I need to talk to Tyler though, because don't have any more late things to make it easier. Tyler, um, literally in his backyard. I know. Yeah. Should have just stopped at the shop on the way back. <laughs> um, right. All right. So then uh, we add air to the tires, and like, there's still got some flex in the sidewall. It's a little bit rougher ride, but like, I feel better about it. Um and. Uh, continue on our way so now the first obstacle is actually we might have done it already it was windchill 0.5 i honestly don't remember it i think i did it i don't know if there's a bypass i remember talking about it and being like oh that was windchill 0.5 oh okay (laughs) you know like yeah i think i think it was there were there were a bunch of obstacles and i wasn't sure if they were obstacles like windchills or if they were just obstacles that are unnamed um so I'm not sure about that one. We cross we cross the creek first and then we get to Windchill One. And I'm looking up this thing and this is like, okay, this is the Ford Ice that I've seen in the pictures where there's like slabs of granite on each side, lots of boulders and dirt scattered throughout in the middle. And then at the very end, there's like kind of a V-notch um, where you have to climb up the granite on one side and like okay. rotate your vehicle around a giant granite boulder. And so I'm looking at it and I'm watching people go up and I'm like, this looks awesome. Um, I don't remember who went first. I think it was goose in the, in the discovery on 37s. Um, he also, or 38s actually, uh, I take that back. Um, and he also had, uh, Maxis Trepador radials. Um, mm. and they perform really well, very happy with them. So he does it. He's got a lot shorter wheelbase. There's this, like, there's, there's two lines. One's like a really tight squeeze. So, not even the defenders are going through it. And then the other line is go around this giant granite boulder in the middle, like kind of miss a tree and, you know, turn left around it and then crawl up the boulder field. And then you get to the V notch. So, um, so he does that. He goes around that. It's pretty, pretty low drama getting around the big boulder in the middle of Winchill one. And then works his way up to the V notch and somebody spotting him. And I, I think he one shots it. I was like, that was freaking impressive. Um, and now I'm worried cause like I've got the longest wheelbase by a big amount. Um, and we have to go around this, this giant boulder in the middle of the thing. Um, and so Derek Miller's kind of spotting me. He's like, you could definitely go this way. I've done it in the Sequoia. It's roughly the same length as yours or it was. Um, and I'm like, I think I can go this way too, though. Like I could just kind of take it at less of a rotating around the giant boulder angle. So they don't have to do as many three point or multi-point turns. And uh-huh. I fuck around a little bit and uh, I don't really find out fortunately, um, but none of the <laughs> options that I thought might work worked. So ended up backing off and doing what Derek said. So good on you, Derek. Um, and uh, I guess in this case, Derek's don't think alike. Um, but no, he spotted me up and around that thing um, and kind of felt our way around it. And it was a really cool obstacle going around that boulder. That was, that was a tough part, um, but it was really fun to like feel, you know, rotating the vehicle around, flexing it out, like going up tires up on the wall to get around this thing and then get around it. Finally work my way through up the boulder field and then 
V-notch was really fun too. It's basically the other direction, right? You go up on the wall on the other side and then rotate on the slider around this, this rock and this V-notch. And then it, it went so fast that I was just like, that was amazing. Like it, I kind of missed, missed it, you know? So hopefully somebody got a video of it and can take a look at what like it actually looked like. Cause I know what it felt like and it felt awesome, but sometimes it's fun to like see what the vehicle is doing from the outside too, when you're going up that type of stuff. So that was my favorite part of Ford ice. There were a lot of cool parts, but that was my favorite obstacle by really? far. Yeah. Chill one. When chill one, my favorite obstacle, just challenging enough, um, for my rig that like, it wasn't too easy. Um, and also just a lot of fun. So end of podcast. No, I'm just kidding. There's a lot more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So then we get everybody up. Uh, let's try it. He's got the, the one ten on 37s. Um, no problems going around the, the first, you know, the first rock that's in the middle. I think he just walked right around that and I don't know what he's done it before. Um, so I don't know what was different about it this time. It looked like every single time he was just going to walk right up it, but there was just something like a bolt on the frame or like a notch on the rock that would just catch his rock slider. And he would just be like, stop him in his tracks. And it's like going forward, going forward, going forward, stop. And then tires just start spinning back up, hit it with more speed, going forward, going forward, stop same spot. Every time tried a bunch of different lines. There was one time I think he might've had it, but he let out of it. Um, but again, it, would, it always seemed like he's got it and then he, we didn't. So maybe he wouldn't have had it. So I think ultimately he ended up winching. Oh yeah. Yeah. He winched to me. Um, so we got him up that, um, but it was so close, dude. It was like, if we just, you know, somebody was in front of him, just pulling on the bumper, it might've been enough, you know, but, uh, mm. but it was fun. And then the other, the, the smaller rigs took the bypass when chill one does have a bypass. Um, so, and we keep going. Um, and uh, there's, a, I think, a pretty big gap between Windchill 1 and Windchill 2. Um, and so we're just trail riding for a while. And there's a bunch of small obstacles. We get down into this, like, really wooded area. Kind of goes down into, like, a wet marshy bit. And there's some pretty tight squeezes. Um, and everyone's like, I don't know if that Silverado is going to come out of this alive. But I'm like, you guys don't realize that I learned how to wheel in the Midwest. This is nothing. Um <laughs> It was like, it was like wheeling in the, the Creek area at the Badlands, but like at three points, like not the whole trail. <laughs> um, but there were, there were pretty tight. Like I had to get creative on some of them to like kind of go around right. or do a three point turn or whatever, but I was able to do it without getting body damage. You said fools. I have a wheel in Missouri. That's right. There's a yeah. lot of trees there. <laughs> yeah. Um, nothing. Yeah, it was fine. Uh, it was a lot of fun, though, and really beautiful, too, to, like, see the terrain change. Like, you you know, Windchill 1's all this granite, and then you kind of meander through this, like, kind of meadowy area, and then down to these redwood glens or forests, you know, where there's, like, nothing growing on the ground because of the pine needles. Yeah. Um, just really cool, like, some moss and ferns, like, really, really pretty. Um, and uh, so then um, <sighs> there's a few more... I think there was one more rock that was like a pretty tight turn for a long wheelbase like mine. And, uh, you just had to go high up on the wall and rotate sliders around the rock in the middle. So I love that stuff. Um, just feeling the vehicle rotate around sliders. It's like my favorite thing when I'm wheeling. So like, I'm really happy having a good time on this trail. Um, and, uh, so we get to, 
we finally get to Windchill 2. I'm like, I, I see we're going up a hill and there are a number of obstacles. I think we are at Windchill 2. Um, they're not labeled on Onyx, but it seems pretty obvious. And uh, Derek had told me when we had stopped before, he's like, you could take the hard line. You could do it. I've done it in the Sequoia. I'm like, all right, cool. I'll take your word for it. Uh, he was like, take the left line. It's to the left of the tree. It's it's good. I'm looking at it. I'm like, dear God, like this is a, that's a really tall, like undercut that you have to climb. I'm like, okay, well, he thinks I can do it. And he was right about the other lines. So, um, so I start doing it and, uh, <laughs> there's, there's three lines. There's the one on the right, which I guess is like the easy line. Um, there's the one on the left, which is like the medium line. And there's one in the middle, which is the hardest line. And the one on the left is like, you know, kind of sketchy, but not that bad. You just don't want to slip off into the middle line because then it's you're just cambered downhill and like that could be really bad. Um, and then the middle line is like a really, really steep climb. Um, and so I get up on it, I start moving tires around, moving tires around. It seems like it's getting it. Seems like it's getting it. And uh, how do I put this? <laughs> um, <laughs> The right rear tire is digging a hole in the dirt. So it's like, it's like dirt base and then granite, granite wall, waterfall. And mm -hmm. the left rear tire is starting to climb. I'm like, okay, cool. I'll help that left rear tire get up and then we'll pull the right tire up. Like, so I start turning my wheels a little bit dry, uh, passenger, mm -hmm. which is downhill. Um, and I've got a really smooth belly and, uh, Steve, I've never shit my pants before, but this is the closest I've ever been. And oh, uh, we almost rolled. I, and when I say we almost rolled, I'm not like, oh, man, it felt like we were going to roll. Both me and Pavel were in the truck and we looked at each other. And we're like, how? How are we like alive right now? The truck, like the left rear caught traction and climbed really <laughs> fast. And the truck oh. did like a full skateboard grind down this like rock. And I would say... It felt like 20 feet, but it was probably like six or eight feet that the belly skids just slid me down this yeah. rock. And then finally the frame caught and then it started to pitch. And I'm like, we're going over. I'm grabbing the steering wheel and he's grabbed his hands on the, the oh shit handle and the uh -huh. door. And I think what happened, the only thing that saved us was that the rock slider finally hit. Like it caught the frame and then the truck like. lifted off the rock and then the rock slider like kept us from going over and then it set back down. So and uh yeah the, to the passenger side did that put you closer to the middle uh that i mean no no no. i, I was on the middle line i was on the hard line oh, um, oh, okay. yeah, yeah yeah i didn't know so i didn't know this I, I told Derek later i was like dude i almost died like this is crazy he's like you didn't <laughs> you didn't go up the left left line and i was like no i went up the like slightly left line he's like oh <laughs> so he wasn't telling me to take that line um <laughs> And, uh, yeah, that was, that was scary, but somebody was looking out for me that day and, uh, it wasn't my time, but it's, it's why I have a roll cage. Cause that was one exactly. of those times where like something happened that I definitely did not anticipate and it was violent. Um, and I have a really good feel for my truck and what it does. And that was like, I've never felt anything like that before. So, um, How far was either fully over and then maybe stopped or one and a half. Mm. yeah not it wouldn't have been good we would have survived but the truck would have been yeah. like the cab would have been wow. destroyed the, the cage would have probably have held up um it's we would have probably been some bruises and stuff but yeah i i, I like I, i'm glad i don't have to think about what actually did happen because it didn't but 
It's, right. it's a little, I'm getting like adrenaline right now thinking about like what could have happened. So, um, we were both wearing our seatbelts though with, with shoulder straps over. Cause I was like, this is like kind of sketch. Like anytime, like I, sometimes I'll throw the shoulder strap behind me. Like if it's flat ground, I'm like, ah, I'd have to really, like really, really fuck up to like to have something here. But like when I know I'm like, we could roll at any time, like throw the shoulder strap on at least, you know, three point. But, um, nothing. yeah. Better than nothing indeed. So um, I'm really glad that we didn't go over getting off that. Now we're like kind of facing downhill and uh, not fully downhill, but like to get off this obstacle, it wants to tip two now because of where my tires are located. So we just have to like, I think we did like, like seven or nine point turn, like to get pointed back up the hill and then off the obstacle. And then we just backed all the way down and went up, up the bypass at that point. I'm like, I'm not going up that left line. Like <laughs> I'm done. I want to go. We're almost to camp. Like, you know, I'm done. So, um, but then, uh, uh, Lutz and, uh, Mike caught up to us and, you know, Mike's, Mike's got, got into a bad spot. Um, and the true tracks just weren't helping him. And so we were trying to winch him and he's pulling Lutz back. So, <laughs> Uh, finally we get him, you know, some rock stack to get him out of the huge hole that he had gotten himself into and, and then we get him up the hill and then we all go to camp and, uh, this is where, so, so then we get to committee, which I don't know why it's called committee. I should probably look this up. I probably should have looked it up, but it's after wind chill two. It's right before wind chill three. Um, and I guess there's kind of like a little bit of a playground there, but it's also where one of the roads, uh, that goes like one of the dirt roads comes in so you can like leave the trail at that point or come into the trail at that point. Um, so yeah. Derek, Derek had obligations. So he, he and, uh, Megan, his wife, they left, uh, we said our goodbyes and, uh, he's like, if you got time, play around on these here rocks. And I was like, okay, cool. So it's kind of like, um, it's kind of like the quarry a little bit where like, there's a bunch of different obstacles kind of all laid out in, in one area. Um, mm-hmm. like, um, like a, a section of the quarry. It's not quite as big, but, there's probably like five or six different lines that you can take. And I was like, I think we could go up this one. So it was like a big rock wall, granite, um, not too different for some of the walls at the Badlands. And uh, get up on it, starting to belly out, belly out, belly out, realign, reassess. And I'm like, you know, but Pavel spotted me. He's like, you're climbing this huge, huge rock. And he's standing on it. And I'm seeing, I'm looking at Sky and I see him, you know, pop up over the hood of the truck. I'm like, that must be a huge rock. Like, that's crazy. Okay. All right. Let's not do that. And so, um, I back down and I'm like, I'm looking at it now from the ground. I'm like, that's not as big of a rock as I thought. I'm like, I think if I throw my tire up on that rock, it'll pull me up and over this ledge. And so I'm like, Pavel spot me onto that rock. And so he's spot me onto that rock. And I'm like, I start to make progress. And then I'm like, give it a little bit of a beans and I made it up. I was really happy about it. And then nice. uh, Derek was like, if you get up that, then go to the one over there, which is like the this is the back door of Fordyce. And I was like, Oh God. Okay. So, uh, and he wasn't totally wrong. Um, what it actually reminded me of is the bears at flat nasty where there's like a big dip down into water first and then you climb. Mm. Um, because I couldn't, I couldn't get up on it straight ahead. Like I was hitting bumper and winch and leaf spring mount. Um, so we resituate the truck. Yeah. And then we, I like, hit it at an angle and like steer my tire into it and start climbing on one side, get a little tippy until the other tire starts to climb. And then I get up it or I don't get up it. I, I get up into the obstacle and, uh, I'm working my way up. 
and both rear tires are trying to climb these almost vertical rock faces and and uh i'm i gave it like five or six try um by the by the fourth i'm like put to the double low and then i tried second and finally i'm like i'm gonna break something i've already had the tire issues like i'm done like i'm calling it at this point like i gave it everything um i think the next time i go back i'll probably do it at a lower tire pressure and at least be get a little bit further but it felt like it wanted it it's just that patty man (laughs) that's what the problem was that's what the problem was if i had four maxes it'd have been fine so uh no but seriously it, it felt like it wanted to go and it just it wasn't so uh but and it was right by camp so we back off go a different way and then we go into camp and start setting up camp and uh yeah get a fire going and All's well, um, but we're trying to figure out where Don's at because remember he's gone down to Sacramento to fix the thing, come back, uh, and about six thirty or seven p.m. You know we're making food. Uh, we finally catch him on the radio. He's like, "We're we're at the trailhead." We're like, "Are you starting the trail or?" <laughs> and yeah. uh, I don't like- think we heard from him for a while after that because he was then still had to put the third member in and the axle shaft. My I gosh. think they got they got onto the trail around uh, probably eight eight thirty, and wow. uh, so we're we're listening to them give us the you know the play by play as they come up. Um, boy, they did yeah. not have an easy easy run of it though. Um, In the dark. Yeah, I mean they had lights, but it just it was what happened. They're they got it together. And then something happened that was like not broken, but like needed to be fixed on Don's. And then the biggest thing that took a while, I this probably took them 30 minutes, was there was a like I guess a link mount on Jesse's rig that the like it's like a 30 millimeter nut. So the way the like radius arms work on these rovers is they have like a really big threaded piece that has mm-hmm. like a puck of rubber on the front and the rear. So it has this like clampy bushing Um, and the nut came off of one of them and they found the washer. They found the rubber piece. Like the the thing was still there, but they couldn't find the nut. And Don's walk, he said he walked like three or 400 yards each direction with a flashlight looking for shiny reflective things. Couldn't find it. Couldn't find it. Couldn't find it. And they're like, well, what are we going to do? Like, how do we, how do we do this? And like, we're trying to diagnose this thing remotely. And we're like, all right, well, let's see if we can find one here. Uh, Goose ends up, I think, finding one on his, and then Mike's like, I, "I've double nutted mine. Like, we can bring him one of those down." So, we're like, Don, do you need us to come down? You know, silence for a while, and then finally, they're like, "We found it. We found it. It never actually fell off of the the rover. It ended up like bouncing into the frame <laughs> somehow." Oh, like, he was like under there trying to figure out, like, can we ratchet strap this thing? And he sees this shiny thing. He's like, "Why is the nut there? Like, how did it get there?" <laughs> so, um, so all's well that ends well, I guess. They fix that. Um, and they, but they roll into camp at like 1231. I'm still up and a few of us are still up and we're like, all right, welcome to camp. Good night. You know, <laughs> sorry, we can't hang out longer. Uh, but, uh, I had a beer with Don and then went to bed. So, um, but it was a good night. Um, you know, it, not as good for them. Um, but it was a really nice camp camping area. Um, and then I stayed up a little bit extra late, just spent five minutes with my eyes closed, walked out and like looked at the stars and good God, man, you know, cause the moon's on the other side of the earth. So there's no moonlight and the, the Milky way is there and everything's there. I'm just, this is, ugh, I'm so lucky as like yeah. the only thing I could think of. So, 
Um, so anyway, uh, go to sleep, wake up the next morning, make breakfast, kind of probably a lazier start. Um, just cause you know, people got in so late and, uh, one of the other guys wanted to replace one of the bushings cause it was like pretty in pretty poor condition. Um, so he was doing that. We're making breakfast and, um, we hit the trail like maybe 10. Um, and mind you, this camp is so the the trail is the whole trail is 11 miles. I think this camp is at eight and a half miles. So we did eight and a half miles of the trail. And that took all day. Um, not the whole day. I mean, we were going at not the fastest pace in the world, but it was very, very pretty taking our time talking, like waiting for people to catch up made, we made another river crossing somewhere. And then I guess there's a third maybe that I'm miscounting. Yeah, there must be, um, cause you end up on the other side of the river at the end. So, but anyway, um, so we leave camp and there's not very long before we get to windchill three. Um, so you've got windchills three, four and five in the last, what is that? Two and a half miles of the trail. Um, and there's some like unnamed obstacles in between as well. Um, so we get to windchill three and you know, there's kind of a rocky garden leading up to it. That's not super difficult. And then there's like, same thing. There's a bypass, which is pretty easy, but it's not easy. Um, mm-hmm. There's like a medium difficulty one. And then there's double black diamond. And when we pull up, there's these two buggies that are trying to go up. it. one of them takes like the gnarliest line you could possibly take where you like go up into this, what's called the box. And you go up into the box and like, he's just like leaves to the left, which is like, <laughs> I have to imagine it's a five foot tall wall. And the box is full of muddy water. And so like you're, you're doing this all with wet tires and it, it was impressive. It's um, just a straight, it's just a straight up wall and you have to go left. So it's not like you're just glowing up the wall. You have to like do it in an off camber and like flexed out and it was impressive. And then the other buggy tried it and he couldn't get quite as far as him. And I'm watching him and his, he's got a 14 bolt that's 13 bolts. He's got 39 inch, uh, KR three stickies one of which mm-hmm. is completely in the air. The other is in a muddy water pit and the diff is hard on that rock. Right. Cause the, that's why the right tires in the air. Right. It's, it's yeah. really just diff and tire. And I'm like, that's my axle. Those are my tire size roughly. And he has a buggy that weighs like 3000 pounds, maybe 4,000 pounds tops. <laughs> and he's struggling. He's like inching this diff forward, like back up, bump, bump it back up, bump it a little bit further, back up, bump it a little bit further still. And, uh, so I'm like, I don't think with all these tire issues that I've had and high tire pressures, like this is not the obstacle for me today. Um, so I chickened out on doing the box. The one thing I would have going for me is wheelbase because he was able to, he wasn't as easily getting his tires up on the next like high traction surface. But getting me out of there was going to be tough, I think, too, if I did get, you know, twisted up. So I I, I took the easy button and went on the medium the medium difficulty climb, which, you know, for truck with forties is, it wasn't too bad. Um, it was fun. Um, but it was like not too big of a challenge for me. Um, and then we get up, uh, I think we get goose and let's up it. And then the, the the guys in 33s take the other line. Um, so we finished windshield three and move our, move on our move move we go on our way to windchill four and i realized like i have you know pavel hasn't driven the truck at all so i'm like hey you want to drive and so he he's driving kind of getting a feel for the rig and 
get to Windchill 4. And I'm like, you want to do it? And he was like, sure. So, so he did Windchill 4. Um, and I spotted him, which is fun to do from time to time. Like, mm-hmm. spot your rig, watch it go up stuff. And um, this was an interesting one because, like, uh, the, the shorter rigs, uh, they can kind of go to the left around one of the bigger rocks and then cut right and then go up the like more rampy section of the trail. It's, it's still not easy. Um, but, uh, but Jesse did it. And then, um, and then Lutz got like, he, he went, he went on the twisty one and I was like, you should go on the, the straight line, um, that Pavel did. Um, but it's a bigger, like you need, you need a bigger tire. Um, I think for that one. So, um, so he got hung up, he went left, uh, goose went left and then they both made it up the second like obstacle. I'm doing a horrible job at describing this thing, but it was like first obstacle, you can go left, but you need a shorter wheelbase to make the turn or you can stay right and you need like bigger tires or longer wheelbase or both. Um, so I get Pavel up that and then I think he walks up the next part or he had to resituate one just to get up the next part. Um, no problem. And then I think everybody, I don't remember. Jesse gets to the second section. I think, I can't remember if he needed to winch or not. We got him real close if he didn't, or if he did need to winch. Um, and then I think Mike, we were just like, he was just like, let's just winch from the get go. Like this is a lot for not having lockers. So uh, we got him around and, and winched him up and all's well that ends well on that one. Um, and then I think we're kind of like waiting for these buggies to go by or they were coming back down. I can't remember. Um, so we're talking to people and then we hit the trail again and we get to, uh, I think Pavel was like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm done. Thank you for letting me drive, but I think I'm done. He's like, okay. Um, <laughs> and, uh, oh, I, I'll give him some shit. He he felt really bad about this, but uh, he was moving my truck after um, he, you know, got up the thing because the buggies were coming down. And uh, I heard a sound that I knew exactly what had happened. Um, and I was down there spotting some of the other rigs. I was like, that sounded like my front bumper just went into a rock. Hmm. And then I forgot about it. We got up to the top and somebody's like, hey, your your parking lights like flopping around. I was like, really? I was like, okay. <laughs> get out and I'm like oh the bumper's kind of pushed up into it he was like oh I did not know that that's what happened he thought that like the rock sliders had hit something um Uh but he's like I looked at the rock sliders or the door like I thought maybe I caved in a door and so like he doesn't know the sounds but I was like don't worry about it this is going to take me like 15 minutes to fix and bolt the bolts push it down with a pry bar retighten the bolts and then pop the parking light back in so um an easy fix Easy fix. Uh, and then Windchill 5 is definitely the most picturesque because it's kind of up at the top of the mountain mm-hmm. now. Um, and there's like... So Don, Don is with us now. I finally get to see him him wheel. And I'm spotting him up. There's like a, a tough section at first. I, I didn't spot him for that. Um, but he walked right up it. And I'm like running up the trail to try and see him wheel his, his discovery. And... Uh, he gets to this next section where it's like, it's a pretty big like hole. I, I won't say it's undercut, but it's a, it's like one hole right in the middle um, that has, you know, like loose dirt at the bottom of it. And 
otherwise your options are to, to split that hole and climb both rear tires up like almost completely vertical walls. And so he's got like a hundred ish inch wheelbase and it's pretty lifted for a, a discovery. And he's just like lift and tire lift into the front tire, right or left, depending on which line he took are coming like three or four feet off the ground. And I'm not exaggerating. Um, yeah. Like it's getting real tippy. And I think I'm like, yeah, you can keep trying if you want, but I don't really want to see you flop. And he's like, yeah, I think it's time to call it. Um, and so he's able to back up and then take the bypass and, and do it. But I, I, he probably could have done it if he had a, a little bit of momentum, I think just with he's, he drives his on the street too. So I think he didn't want to like grenade another axle shaft right at the end of the trail. And it's, I definitely respect that for sure. Yeah. Um, and then we get, uh, goose up the first section um, he just needed a good good bump and then uh, Lutz goes up the first section and then I think the other two guys no I think Jesse went up the sec- the first section too it was really impressive actually um, he just kind of like walked up it and it just kept going I'm like keep it don't stop you know um, and then uh, unfortunately the to get to the the bypass from there was like a pretty tight turn if I remember right. So like we had to like have him Austin powers his way up to not go in that giant deep hole. Um, and then I think Mike went around the bypass and the bypass just kind of snakes through the t- snakes around both obstacles. Um, and then uh, I don't remember what order it was, but then I did it. Um, the first section was I, I like, I was completely longer than the obstacle. <laughs> it was like front tires were over before the rear tires needed to do anything, you know? Um, so the first one was just, you know, it was, it's, it's a nice climb. Um, but my truck is just too big. Um, and then the second one was, was fun. It, it took a lot of, uh, feeling for traction. So it was like rear tires in that hole. And actually with, when I tried it with one rear tire, I, I can't remember which I was lifting tire too. Like it was, it was getting pretty, it was feeling pretty unstable on mine and I got another 20 inches of wheelbase on Don. So can't imagine what it felt like in his rig. Um, but then I resituate and kind of like, you know, front tires are just looking for traction, looking for traction. And I finally find this spot where I'm like, all right, back up two feet, give it a, you know, a, a medium bump and tried it once and wasn't a medium bump. It was a light bump. And I was like, all right, give it a real medium bump. <laughs> and I got up and then that was the end of uh Fort Ice trail. Um, really cool trail amazing views like you're the whole time you're climbing up on one side of this valley so there's this like mountain with like mixture of granite and trees and all kinds of stuff you know with the blue sky behind it and then there's mining equipment everywhere that's like you know decades many decades old probably more than a hundred years old like you know gold rush mining equipment like like just really cool place. And there's even like when you get to the top and it's more or less a, a dirt road, there's like a mine shaft that goes down that you can look down into. Um, and then you get to metal Lake, which is the very end. And then you are on like 45 minutes of dirt roads and, or maybe not 45 minutes, 30 minutes of dirt roads and 30 minutes of roads to get to Truckee. And then you're on the highway. Um, and then we headed back and we got back at like eight last night. So no drama on the way home, thank God. Um, just traffic. But uh really, really great trail. Fort Ice is amazing. I had a blast. It's it's different than the Rubicon, it's way less committal. Um Oh really? Like, they're they're both about eleven out. miles, but the Rubicon is there's no like 
flat dirt sections. It's from the time you, the moment you start, you're on obstacles and they're not huge, but they're like nuisance large. Right. Yeah. Um, and if you're on like a flat fender, like the people that do that on the Rubicon are insane. Um, but like, if you don't have big tires, the Rubicon is a very difficult trail. Um, and I would say that little sluice harder than wind chill one, um, at least for my rig. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think you can make the Rubicon harder than four dice. I think four dice is harder if you don't take, like if you just don't take the, the bypasses, it's pretty mm-hmm. hard. Like I have forties and tons and like know my rig really well. Um, and a long wheelbase. And I think a long wheelbase generally is pretty good for four dice. Um, it definitely is a little bit less stable if you're shorter, cause you're constantly climbing on all the wind chills. Um, but it's, it was a fun trail, man. Like it was really fun. That's all. Yeah. I'm glad I mm-hmm. got to do it. So thanks for the invite, yep. Don. Thanks for the beer. And uh, it was really great to meet everybody else. If any of if any of them listen to the podcast, so got to so meet some really cool people. Your favorite part of Fort Ice was Windchill Two. One. One. It was my least favorite part yeah. by a long shot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking that uh, uh, point five. I forgot point five was uh, that. Uh, yeah, I, <laughs> I. I'm gonna just Google what it looks like to see if that jogs my memory. <laughs> Windchill point five. So which one, if somebody was going to go out there and they could only do one of the two, either four dice or Rubicon. Mm, good have, question. Yeah. They have a rig. If, on had en- if they had enough time to do Rubicon, I would say Rubicon. Yeah. I think I like Rubicon better than four dice. And I would, I would say do it in three days. Um, unless you have a really capable rig, then maybe two is fine. And then go out the other end. You know, mm-hmm. we did, we did Rubicon kind of multiple directions when we did it. So it was a really long three days. Um, and we had to recover a vehicle. Um, Rubicon would be downright fucking pleasant if it was like, go a little bit, camp, go a little bit, camp, like enjoy the scenery, have a nice time at camp, you know, swim in the lakes if it's summer. Um, and then Fort Ice is also very nice. It doesn't have the lakes to swim in. It has the river. Um, which is pretty cold. Um, I guess at the very end, if you get to Meadow Lake, you can go in that, but, um, I would choose Rubicon if I had to do either, but Fort Ice is, Fort Ice is something that I could probably go and do. I wouldn't drive up there, do it and drive back in a day, but like I could probably drive up there, camp, do it and then drive back or drive up there, camp, do it, camp, and then drive back. And it would be a nice little weekend jaunt. Um. Whereas Rubicon, I, I would could do it in two days probably, but it would be a lot more of a workout. So yeah, I don't know. Um, I think it depends on the, on the rig too. If you've got a really capable rig, I think Rubicon, you can make it harder because there's like also old sluice, which I, I didn't get to do yet. Um, I will, I will go back and try it. Um, mm-hmm. But four dice, you can also make it hard, but it's, it, with a smaller rig, it would be hard uh, on every wind chill, right? Like, because some of the wind chills for me were like not that hard. Um, so, but it was fun. I, both are good. Here's here's my answer. Roll the dice. <laughs> Flip a coin. Roll you won't dice. have a bad time. Not roll the dice. Flip a coin. 
you will not have a bad time on either. And they're both gorgeous. They're both in the Sierras and the Sierras are absolutely stunning. And, uh, yeah, that's my answer. I had a blast. I love meeting new people. You only had one tire failure. That's right. No tie rods failed. No tie rod ends rather. A good day. You almost rolled it, but you didn't roll it. Mm -hmm. So what's your plan for tires? You're just going to use that other spare? Yeah, I'm gonna, I already did it. <laughs> Actually, oh, yeah, I got back part. last night and I was like, I'm feeling froggy. I'm just going to take the tire off because I wanted to see what was inside it. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't really get a good look just peeling the like flap away. So like, right. I'm like, pulled it off the wheel and I'm like, all right, cool. Yeah, it was a pinch flat. Cool. I'm like, it's already here. I'll put the new tire on it. So I put the new tire on. Um, had that on in like an hour. Um, and yeah, so I ended up... Um, because I had the five, I ended up buying another race line and was going to get it clear powder coated like the rest. I think I'm just going to mount the Patagonia on that and just run that as a spare. Um, Cause the Hummer wheel is great, but I'm always worried about chipping the, like the face of it off, you know, the, 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 the tire mounting, the bead mounting surface on the edge of the wheel. Cause it's just so thin. Um, so that's why I bought the extra race line. Um, they gave me a little bit of a discount since I'd already bought from them before. And, That's um, good. yeah. And, uh, so, um, <clears throat> so I'll swap the patty over to that and it'll probably end up on the truck again sometime. <laughs> I hope not, but <laughs> it's just the rotating patty just keeps coming back. Yeah. You know, um, talk as fast as you want, so, but that patty is saved twice now. Uh, more than twice. Um, yeah. Three times, I think. When I was at Hammers, King of Hammers. Oh, yeah. Uh, wait, no, I... No, I didn't. Uh, I sliced the sidewall on one of the Mickeys. That was a real slice on a rock. That wasn't like this, like, completely... Blue tread won't even fix it. Tear in the hole. And this this, this was pretty big. Like, we were talking about it. Like, I had, like, I have one glue tread. Somebody else was like, I'll... We could put multiple glue treads on it. I'm like, it's, like, wrapped around the 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 lugs like we'd have to grind a lug off like like maybe if we took the tire off we could like use a glue tread on the inside or multiples but yeah absolutely if it came down to it we would have but the patagonia held up so thank you patty (laughs) Uh, long-term plan for tires i i've been thinking about it 40 so we pavel and i were actually talking about this a lot he was like this your truck is too good these trails are too easy for you and i was like you know what I don't disagree. Um, I think if I put 42s on my truck, I'm going to be bored. I wanted to do it just for like the novelty, Mm -hmm. but it's going to be more expensive. It's going to be, it's going to be a lot more expensive. It's going to be more wear and tear, (laughs) more wear and tear on other components. And good luck finding an extra 42. If I continue to have these tire issues plague me, I can, call up many people and have a 40 to get me somewhere um, if I ever needed to. So I think I'm going to stick with 40s. I'm still going to redo the front suspension and the steering to fix that, I think, um, and plan to move the axle forward in case I ever do decide to go to 42s. Like if I end up moving somewhere else where I'm like, oh, the wheeling here is insanely hard or whatever. But I think for now, at least for the next set of wheels, I'll stick with 40s. It's not a, it's not a bad idea. It's, it's a, that's a good way to look at it. Like, yeah, 42s would be a lot harder to find than a 40. 
harder to find. And like, I don't even know when Mickey Thompson's going to like get him approved. I was talking to somebody on the Rubicon who works for Cooper who owned Mickey Thompson or is like together with Mickey Thompson. They got bought by Goodyear like within the last year. And -hmm. apparently like the reason why Mickey Thompson was like putting out, you know, sending 42s to like the influencers for off-road use only is because they were about ready to release them. And then Goodyear was like, no, that doesn't meet our, some test. Right. Really? And so they're kind of back to the drawing board. So it's like, who knows when it's going to get released? Is it going to be released at SEMA? Maybe. Is it going to not be? Maybe also. Like it could be into next year. Um, and then I'm sure there's going to be like a wait list for them too. So it's like, I don't know when I would be even be able to do it. Um, I can keep an eye out for, you know, I always wanted to try the Maxis Razors. Bray's running them. Connor's running them. Those rigs are amazing. They have great traction. The rigs are amazing too. And the drivers are both amazing. But they're both very happy with the Maxis Razors. I know that I just popped one, but they're pretty old. Um, I, I like the Trepidors. Okay, here's here's my thinking. I'm in California. I don't have really winter here anymore. I could go bias treps and go real crazy. <laughs> or Maxis Razors. Um, I think I want to okay. go Max. I think I want to try Maxis for a tire cycle is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. I love the Mickey Thompsons. They were very good, but I want to try yeah. Maxis. What, what do you think? You- do about the road with Mickey stickies or with uh, Maxis. I think the, the Trepador bias will definitely be louder. I don't think they will be loud. Like Mickey, like rock boggers. Yeah. Pro excesses. Um, but they'll definitely be louder. These, these radials are like hilariously quiet. Like I'm like, it doesn't feel like I have 40 inch tires on right now. Really? Um, yeah, they're so quiet. Like, and they okay. track better than the Mickeys. They're narrower than the Mickeys. That's why they drive better. Um, they're both forty by thirteen five R seventeens, but they're they're probably a full inch narrower than the Mickey Thompsons, at least on the tread pattern. Um, the look, carcass might be. I mean, does it look a little, look a little different. It definitely looks a little more pizza cuttery. It doesn't look bad, um, but the Mickeys were like exceptionally wide too like the the mickeys were like an inch and a half wider than the patagonia maybe even more i think it was close to two inches wider than the patagonia at the tread contact patch so i think the mickeys were just exceptionally wide mm-hmm. um but That's i've always good. liked the razors i'm sure they're probably just as good as the treps um those would be a radial and they're probably quieter but i could go crazy and do trepidor bias see people seem to like them but i don't know anybody has strong opinions either way at me you don't have any like hardly any pictures of on your uh on your instagram with the new tires yeah i'll uh i'll send you one real quick not many yeah i just wanted to see like a picture of it just kind of sitting there chilling with the newer well no those check, are the check bottom. your uh messages messenger messenger i mean messenger there you are yeah what is it? A stock, stock O two O one O two. Yeah, that's that's just the plan. That's the goal, right? <laughs> yeah, it's a factory truck. Yeah, just a factory truck. That's cute. Does that come uh, that way? Oh, that's funny. I just like looked at a picture of my truck on the Rubicon, and I'm like, oh man, it is. The Mickey's were wide. They were very it, wide. Yeah, um, I actually think that like the Maxis look like they're the right width for the wheels, 
and the Mickeys were like, I probably needed like a one inch wider wheel, and then it would have just been like monster truck status. Um, oh, here's a, there's a picture on your, um, there's a whole bunch of pictures here on your Instagram I missed. Yeah. Um, I just sent you a picture of uh, the truck from like a kind of angled. Sorry, I missed it. Know. So like, if you go to Derek's Instagram, the fifth picture back is it just parked on the, on the road here. And um, gives you a really good idea of the stance. Yeah. And then oh. if you scroll through, there's one where like you can look at it from the back. So you can see like they're definitely narrower than the Mickey's were. It's like good though. Like it kind of, oh no, it kind of it looks like, kind of good. It kind of, it kind of looks more like the an Mickey's older truck. Wide. The Mickey's were wide. It kind of looks like an older, like a, you know, like 80s truck. The picture of you in the dunes that's like a fisheye. The Mickey's look wide. Yeah. They yeah. look like fit whites. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That because I was really low pressure that day because it was dunes. I think I was running six. So like they're extra squatty too. I thought that was normal. No. I just run five and a half everywhere I go. Oh, I see. No, I have to drive on this thing called the street, Steve. Because trailers are for boats. I, I aired up for that, but <laughs> I aired it. I'll air it up for the street, but I won't air it up to go four wheeling. I just run well, five and a half everywhere I go. Yeah, I think I'd be mostly on the wheel at five and a half psi. Yeah, yeah I was on also, the wheel at nine. <laughs> you're like three thousand pounds heavier than me. Yeah, probably more. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. I think the Jeep's like 4,600. Yeah, so I guess that the, the the choice for the next tire will probably come down to what kind of deals I can find because I think the bias traps are pretty pricey. I think they're pushing eight hundred dollars yeah. a tire at forty inch. Mm-hmm. Um, and I talked to I already talked to somebody about this. I forget who, and I'm sorry. I know you you Instagram sent me a message, but um, the um, they said that the the flat spotting basically goes away after like a mile or so, unless okay. it's like really cold and then it's like two or three, but I'm like, that's fine. I don't, I don't really drive the truck around town a whole lot, except for just to get the, like, flu- you know, the fluids flowing or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and now that the one thing that always gave me a hang up in the Midwest was Maxis says on the, on their website, like, don't use this. Yeah. Below temperatures yeah. below 32 or whatever. I'm like, ah, yeah. so maybe, I might be pushing the luck if I take them snow wheeling, but otherwise I don't, it doesn't go below freezing here very often. Um, mm-hmm. So now is probably the time to do it. If I'm going to do it. I've always wanted them. So it's probably the right yep. move. <laughs> How do you uh, so stay tuned listeners? 800 attire. I, I, I haven't checked in a while. I don't, I don't, yeah. I'm not sure. Oh, you want to know. Yeah. Um, I wonder who you can talk to to get a deal on those. Good question. Uh, they are not as expensive. Okay, hold on. This one's seven ninety two. Well, that's a thirty seven for seventeen. I was gonna say I was like, ah, National Tire on nine thirteen. Ugh. Ugh. Jeepers creepers, guys. Yeah. I don't think I can drop four thousand dollars on tires. Can that's you only four two. I was hoping to get, since I have a race line, a fifth, I was hoping That's to get a, like a fifth tire and rotate it. Well, not rotate it through when they're directionals, but. Yeah. That's a lot. Yeah. 
Imagine having three trepidors in one patty. Ugh. <laughs> oh no. Well, there's some there's some competition ones for 572. What? Where is that at? Oh no, no, sorry, those are 35s. Yeah, the competition oh, ones are uh 1100 each. 1100. Each. Yeah. Good god, Maxis Razor. Whoops. What did I do? Mhm. It's a lot. Razor 40 by 135. Uh, okay. Wait, no, these are not real prices. Those are not. What? Steve. Yes, sir. 526 for a Razor 40. Yeah. Uh, I really wanted Trep. I just talked myself into Trepidors <laughs> on this very podcast, but that's, yes. that's $2,700 for five tires, like compared to four grand or over four grand for five tires. That's a hard argument. Yep. I don't know if I can make that argument. <laughs> so anyway, I, I guess uh, we'll see. Well, you, it won't be tomorrow. I'm going to try and run these trepidors for a little bit longer. Uh, it'll probably yeah. be sometime next year. Yeah. It would be but, cool to try another brand of tire in a 40, though, because then you can compare apples to apples, essentially. Um, you're totally right. Um, yeah, I'm excited because I had the good years and those were old and decrepit and not round yeah. and then the pro comps and i was like good lord these are the best um uh and then um and Trip then radio. the no and then the mickey thompson's oh, yeah, yeah. and then I'm the sorry. truck radials and i love the mickey i got the mickey's new i think i put close to twenty thousand miles on them and they still had some tread they didn't have a lot of tread i was getting ready to like start looking for tires um if the 42s hadn't come out but um but yeah, I like the Mickey's. I would I would run the Mickey's again, but if I'm gonna stay 40, I think I might want to try something else. I guess it's like Nitto and Maxis Razor, and I know Why the Nittos are good, so I'm like meh. <laughs> yeah. Why don't you look up uh, Scott Goforth and see what he can do? Scott Goforth. Scott Goforth. Goforth tire. Okay. S- Scott has any kind of deals on trips or something like that. If he knows any deals on trips, that'd be a good spot to start. He's, you know, does off road tires. So, yeah, I, I will could, send him, could send him a snap. I haven't snapped him in a while. Um, but that would be the, uh, man, it would be cool to run a set of those trip bias because boy, that'd be really same size tire. So it's apples to apples in that respect. But then, mm-hmm. It's a sticky. Like it's not okay. It's not a sticky. Not, but yeah, yeah. Like, I know what you mean. Oh, yeah, they're it's definitely softer like, compound. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Yeah, and then it's like it's completely different. It's a really aggressive tread. It's not your run of the mill mud terrain. Yep. Yep. Yeah. It would be. It would be different. Um. It would be loud, but whatever. Better now than in ten years when I'm old and don't want it to be loud. Right. <laughs> Not young right now, though. Yeah, I wonder how loud it would be. I'm sure it'd make more noise, but... Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Um, But yeah, because I think because they're directional, they'd be a little quieter, maybe? Mm -hmm. These 
the ones the, the radials are so quiet it's like unbelievable i know i already said that but so maybe the bias are back to like a normal mud tire volume <laughs> so yeah yeah i'll see what we can do i'm not gonna buy them tomorrow so um but yeah that's where i'm yeah. at four days was great i need to figure out tires because i, I don't want to run these these uh trip radials for too long because they are getting old um but i'll, I'll sell them to somebody that wants to put them on a trail only rig or something you think five years is too old Dude, 2015 was eight years ago, almost nine. 2015, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'd have to see what the date code is on my Coopers. I don't know yeah, how old I, These are, one of them's kind of brown, you know? So, like, I don't think they were kept in the garage. Brown um, means still got the mold release. That's right. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Uh, I think I would just mostly look like cracking. Yeah, they, I did. I did look for cracking. They don't have any cracking. Otherwise, it would have been like, no way, bro. Yeah, um, but yeah, and maybe it was a fluke that the one, the one got a pinch flat. Yeah. Like maybe that truly was just a pinch flat, and no tire would have survived. But it was just, it, it spooked me, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did know that they had 2015 date codes, and I was like, well, for a thousand dollars, like it's probably okay, at least for a while. Um, we'll see though. Um, and so I'll just start keeping an eye out on tire prices and. So and and if I'm being stupid and Maxis isn't the way, like you can at me too. Oh yeah, yeah. Somebody do that. Yeah, somebody do that. Let me know. Maxis isn't the way. I mean, you've had Mickey's Pro Comps. Have you run any TSLs? I haven't. Hmm. I don't know. I mean, I think they're good. Like it would have to be an um an IROC. Really? Why? Like, those are the only ones that are like anywhere close to road friendly. Oh, come on. Regular TSLs are fine. I don't know, man. I, I feel like Interco is just like stuck in the past. Like, I feel like they are a good tire still, yeah. but they used to be a great tire and they just haven't changed anything. So now like they're there and they're it's loud and they're heavy and they're not round. But they don't need to be round. Rocks are regular. Yeah, but rocks, rocks aren't. Are, yeah, but roads like well. round tires and my truck... I. I can't have another set of tires that doesn't balance, dude. I don't have Mike to like nicely yeah. balance my tires anymore. <laughs> you should really consider um, getting a trailer for that boat. Nope. Okay, where <laughs> would I put it, Steve? In the shed. What shed? The, the shed, you... shed that I just built, the four by six? <laughs> that one. Okay, yeah. I'll just lift yeah. it up and set it on top of the shed and be like, please hold it, shed. Thank you. Yeah. Here's something wild to think about in the future. Um, driving is awesome. How far are we out from you leaving? 10 minutes? Uh, yeah, we, we can okay. close out. Um, Maybe a little late, but yeah. So 35. here is, uh, here's something to consider in the future. Driving your rig is awesome. And it's, I love seeing, I love seeing someone drive their rig somewhere just like that dude over the weekend with that JK. He drove three hours to the Badlands, beat on it, and drove it home. And I was like, man, that's impressive. And uh, so I completely understand the need for your extra parts and all that stuff. But I think in my head, like, how much weight could you lose if you, if that was a trailered rig? 
Um, not a lot, right? Because belly uh, skids are for performance. Roll cage yeah. is for safety. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, out. you still it's like when it's tool. an eleven mile long trail, you, you can't leave your tools back at the trail rig or at the at the trailer. Yeah. Like, right? Yeah, somebody could bring you back to the trailhead, but that's that's a long way. And actually, it's like okay, you're almost at the end. Fine, you can cut out at committee, but that's still like a forty five minute drive on dirt roads back to the trailhead, like. Right. It's not quick. So I think you still need spare parts. You still need tools. Maybe I don't need quite as many. And like, right. maybe I don't need to bring a spare tire with me because I can glue tread or plug or patch or whatever and finish a trail. And, but <laughs> I, I don't know. Not much, I think is my answer. Right. If you put that thing on a diet, it would change a lot of your, not weak points, but like what would be. Yeah, I think that's probably the next challenge for me is trying to lighten the hell out of that truck. Yeah, that would be yeah. cool. I, I started, I made a spreadsheet and yeah. I started estimating things. I already did some of them. Like I stopped carrying my 14 bolt shafts. I actually only did that for Ultimate Adventure. I think I was talking to Joe uh-huh. and he was like, when have you heard anybody breaking an, a 14 bolt shaft? And I was like, <laughs> never, but I didn't want to break one on Ultimate Adventure and not have a spare. So after I'm that, I was like, yeah, those go in the shed. <laughs> how many seven, 8,000 pound rigs do you know? Uh, you know, a few, a few, a few. Yeah, all it takes is one time to get rowdy. I have another shaft. <laughs> I have front I wheel I, drive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, like it would, it would drive in one wheel drive. Like you know, hundred percent. Um. So yeah, I I, I won't bring fourteen bolt shafts with me. I have them at my in my now storage shed. Um, if I do break one, but that won't keep me from getting home. I guess. Right. Um, more so than likely. That. Yeah, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, you have the 14 bolts, so you have a spreadsheet and you were starting to do some math. Yeah, it was like, you know, fridge, but fridge is like heavy because it it doesn't, you know, coolers are light because they don't have ice in them, but you put ice in them and they're pretty heavy. Like the fridge is mm-hmm. a little bit lighter. Mm-hmm. Um, or sorry, a, a cooler is a little bit lighter maybe with stuff in it, but not much lighter than the fridge. Um, yeah. What else is like the the here the the thing that I could lose the most weight on is the tools and the the drawers. I think if I spent a good chunk of money on Milwaukee packout stuff and just had packouts mounted to the bed, I could resituate like how things get put into the bed. Um, a little bit harder to get to than drawers, but not bad. And that would those drawers I think weigh like just about a hundred pounds a piece, and there's two of them empty. Empty. And then I've got, and then I've got the plastic sheet over the top, you know, the three quarter inch plastic. That's probably another 70 pounds or whatever. So like just getting rid, keeping all of my same tools exactly as they are. Um, and getting rid of the drawers and the platform saves me 300 pounds. So that's a good chunk of weight. Yeah. And then like a shit ton of Milwaukee packouts don't weigh 300 pounds, maybe a hundred pounds, maybe. And I put tools in those. And then I can probably get a little bit like I could slim down my tools a little bit. It'd be wild um, to invest the time to weigh all that stuff out individually and have it all on a spreadsheet. <laughs> I know what everything weighs each individual piece and you can just go through a spreadsheet. All right. Organize this by weight. Ooh, that's heavy. Maybe we'll get rid of that one. <laughs> I mean, I I didn't do that, but I did kind of right. estimate like I know right. how much the 
the like plastic ways because I know what a you know a piece of one by one plastic weighs, and I'm like, okay, they're this dimension. Okay, that's how much they weigh. And then like the you know the t- the spare tire, like I can look up the tire and figure out how much it weighs and how much the wheel weighs, and I know what that weighs. You know, it's just like mm-hmm. I can get pretty good estimates without actually weighing anything. But yeah, um, yeah, I-, I think that'll be the next challenge. Actually, right is working through that. So anyway. I think we did a two-hour podcast tonight, Steve. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, we definitely did. I have two hours of recording on mine. Yep. And there was, there was a short break, but I think we're about two hours right now <laughs> with edits. Sometimes that happens. Okay. Well, Wrap it up. We partied hard. We did. Yep. So, uh, yeah. All right. So, wrap this up. Make sure you go check out Complete Off-Road if you need anything for your rig. Yes. Wait, I have something to say on that. Oh, yeah. You know, like if you need a warranty out of some shaft that you broke in half. Or if you need an extra set of tie rod, offset tie rod ends really quick before your wheeling trip. Absolutely. (laughs) Thank you, Chris. Also, one other thing on that. Um, I got a set of black zinc-coated beadlock bolts in the mail with those tie rod ends. So... I will be installing those soon. Nice. Yeah. I'll post pictures of that when I do in the trail riders. I don't know how soon I got a lot going on, but yeah, Rich, yeah. Rich really, Rich was like, I got these, uh, or I, I don't got these. I said, Rich, I got these, uh, the spare set of beadlock hardware. Um, mm-hmm. do you think you can do black zinc? And he was like, do I think I can do black zinc? I, hell yeah, I can do black zinc. So, um, <laughs> he did that for me. That's kind and of a neat advantage. Yeah. So thank you for that, Rich. It was they look spectacular and uh I really appreciate it. The real owner of Complete Off Road, even though we we joke. Even though we joke. Mm-hmm. The real owner. So you have that. Uh you have. Um yeah, give Chris Sorry, a call for- if you think five five six three five eight three five three six three or get on completeoffroad.com if you need to order anything from them. You can then, if you need any kind of recovery gear, like a synthetic winch rope, like I have for my winch, or a 10-foot tree saver, a soft shackle, go over to kongarollerofroad.com and see what they got. Add some of that stuff to your cart and uh, support a small local business and listeners of the podcast and supporters. Uh, Go check out Offroad Anonymous if you need any kind of Milwaukee pack out stuff. I acquired a Milwaukee, uh, an ORA Milwaukee cup, uh, cup holder for the pack out style cup. And I installed it in the Jeep the other day, actually over like, since I moved my shifter back, I have that big open square where the shifter used to be. It's kind of ugly. It's got the, still got the, the shifter, you know, plate there. I was like, man, it'd be cool if something else was here. And I grabbed that cup holder and it fit perfect over that plate. And I was like, mm, this will work. So I screwed it out of that plate. Unfortunately, that plate does not hold well into the console. So I can't utilize it yet as cup holder, but it fit perfectly there. I'm like, man, this would be awesome. I could lock a Milwaukee cup into the center console, close the lid, and it'll be there when I need it. It's not going to fall. It's not going to jump out of there. You know, like it's going to be there until. I'm ready to take a drink. So Steve, if you, you want to know why you want to know why I didn't go over on that wind chill? It's because I didn't have one of those cups. If I did, 
it would have my would have been like, oh, it'll be fine. Like it, we can be upside down. The cup will still be fine. It'll still be there. Yeah, that's, what <laughs> that's what it was. Yeah. Your truck was trying to save your drink. Yeah. Uh, no, so, I think it would have done a full barrel roll without touching, touching any of the body. If it had added a pack out cup. Holder. <laughs> huh. But I will definitely be hitting up uh, or a, when I do pull the trigger on like many hundreds of dollars of pack out gear, Could I got, got to hold it yeah. down reliably. And I don't trust those cheap, cheap plastic ones. Right. The, uh, we joke about, uh, Onford Anonymous having all the cool Milwaukee packout stuff, but they have a lot of other stuff too. They've got tabs and link mounts and trusses and all kinds of things. So if you're working on building anything fabrication related, be sure to go check out Offroad Anonymous. Go check out Rad Design Shifters. You just heard me say that I moved my shifter back because in an XJ, if you're belted into the seat, it's, I don't have long arms. I'm a short guy. So I can't reach that shifter real well. It wasn't real comfortable. And on top of that, if you own an XJ, which I know a lot of you do, uh, you can't utilize first gear entirely with the stock configuration. It's a, you know, one, two, and not just a first gear. So switching over to the VX shifter for the XJ, uh, you can then utilize first gear fully and it will help you in your descents downhill. So I use that every time I'm going down a steep hill, I put it into physical first and it locks it in. And it will not let the Jeep go over maybe 10, 15 mile an hour tops going that's down awesome. the hill with no brakes. So uh, it's really, that's really awesome. Yeah, it's less. There's less nothing like brake. edge and braking when you're on the trail because you get wet exactly. brakes, they get noisy, they like don't mm-hmm. work as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you're going down a normal, you know, a decently steep incline or a decline there, um, you can just let the engine braking do most of the work for you. And I mean, it can be a pretty decent hill and it will drag it down to where you don't have to use the brakes very much. So. It is really nice for that. Then, if you are cool, you should go check out Morphlate, like Derek should do. I should do. I'm going to. I will do. Yeah, you should. You should stop by there and like, hey, yeah, I need to wheel with Tyler again. I saw him in Rubicon briefly, but I would like to actually wheel with him. Like I met him at Johnson Valley. We like went up to, you know, tear down the repeater. One mm-hmm. night, but I'd like to go wheel wheel with him, especially with <laughs> Kermit is hilariously wide. He's way wide, not way wider than me, but he's, he's wider than me now. So yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy for sure. It's mm-hmm. it's it's good though. Sounds like it's wheeling really nicely. Right. So uh go check out uh, Morphlate. They got all kinds of cool stuff there for inflation, deflation. I think they just launched on Amazon. Uh I think I just got an email for that today. So uh, you may be able to pick up some other stuff now on Amazon for maybe quicker shipping and uh, any other kind of benefits that Amazon may provide. And is that everybody? Oh, Summer Shine Supply. I always forget that one. Yeah, Shameless why? plug. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Shameless plug. This podcast is brought to you by Summer Shine Supply. If you need anything for detailing um, on your rig, clean your wheels, whatever. Um, you want to get looking good for a Jeep event or just want to keep your shit looking nice when you're not out on the trail, check out Summershine Supplies. Some of the products you might like are our good soap. Good soap is just a super friendly soap. It uh, it works good on dirt, but it's not going to strip the wax off your paint. It's not going to strip the wax off your wheels or anything like that. So if you've got polished wheels, it's safe on there. It's not going to turn them white or anything. And then uh, our all-purpose cleaner, if you've got some heavy mud stains in your interior, your dash, your floorboard, your plastics, the all-purpose cleaner just melts dirt. Um, I actually used the 
AP, our uh, relentless APC. I used it earlier today to clean the chode. The chode was all dirty from riding shotgun at core. So, uh, <laughs> soap and a microfiber wasn't yet. So I went and grabbed some relentless and Steve, this is a family podcast. I'm going to have to stop you there. They, that, that thing was born on this family podcast. So <laughs> <laughs> you're polishing chodes now. Yeah, I was actually polishing a chode and then the UPS man walked in as I was doing it. So made oh, for a good, that's awkward. Shared that in the Patreon this morning. Um, but uh, <laughs> it's excellent for breaking down dirt. So that's something you can use to uh, get the tires back to black and get anything else cleaned up. And then just if you want to use the uh, tire drip dressings, a water-based dressing, you can use it on just about anything except for carpet upholstery in your beard. Um. And yeah. it is. But you use it on your beard. I don't. I don't have much of a beard to use it on. Well, you get but, it. You uh, get it. Smells anyway. fantastic. Um, you can use tire drip on just about everything. Uh, plastic, rubber, vinyl, plastic, and it it will do a bit of a rejuvenation dressing. So it will rejuvenate those to some degree. It will keep them, uh, you know, the moisture in them to, to speak. I guess. Uh, yeah. That, oh, hey, question. Do you think it works on my? My used fender flare that has the name Tyler etched into it by a pocket knife. Do you think it would work to cover that up? <laughs> I don't know. It'd make it look good. Um, it just, I think it would I, make it more pronounced. I think it would be darker, darker yeah, black, and it would just be like, <laughs> Tyler. You know what I did, though? Not intentionally, but it's a happy accident. I rubbed that shit into a, a rock or a tree or something uh-huh. and scratched it out. <laughs> it was perfect placement for whatever I rubbed it on. That's awesome. Um, but yeah, you can use that on your rubber plastic and vinyls. And uh, that's what I use on my interior. So I'll, I'll go through the interior on the XJ with the Relentless first and a microfiber and clean everything, get all the dirt out of all the nooks and crannies. And then I'll come back and I'll spray the tire drip onto a, mic- a clean microfiber and I'll rub that over everything. And it just gives it a nice clean look, a nice scent. It's got a nice fragrance to it. And uh, and it just makes everything look clean and nice. It's not too greasy when you put it on with a microfiber. So I need to get some of that from you. It's good stuff. I love it. It's my Both it's one of my favorite products. I, have, uh, I haven't cleaned any of my interiors for a long time, and I I'm you know I'm just tired of it being so it's, dirty. It's nice when you clean it up and it gets nice looking. You're like, oh, it's so nice. And you're like, why did I wait so long? It looks so nice, and I'm so happy now. Yep. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and they take out. And it only took me like two hours or whatever, and now I'm like way happier for like a year or two or three or five. There's some. <laughs> Or you go out wheeling the next time with no doors on and it's raining. Well, like, there's ah, that. <laughs> there's so that. Uh, <laughs> the last thing, uh, of course, the metal polish is good. We got two different metal polishes. You can, you know, you probably heard about those, or you can go check it all out on any of my social media because I spam the internet with those. But the uh, Razzle Dazzle Ceramic Spray is a top coat, and uh, it just makes washing off the dirt and shit later so much better. Um, so anyway. Awesome. If you're looking at getting anything like that, go check out summershinesupply.com. I appreciate you guys' support. You ready to wrap this thing up? I'm ready to wrap this thing up. Got places to be. Do you do need places to be. add any last words? Uh, I'm going to say clean the interior of your, of your be- bleh, clean. Let me try that Re- again. I'm going to say Re- clean the interior of your vehicle. Do what I say, not as I do, because every time I clean my interiors, I'm like, dang. It could have been sitting in a nice clean interior and not this nasty thing with some coffee spills and whatever the fuck else. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And after I get back from New York next weekend, I might do the same because I'm tired of it. 
Um, right but I got to get that shit out of the storage unit, which means I got to go soon in like right. two minutes. So. Yes. ASAP. Appreciate everybody listening to episode 189 and we'll catch you on the trail. Outro music, DJ. <laughs> Is that how it goes? <laughs> I, I can never read. Like, I've listened to it eight million times. I can never duplicate it. I just know it's like rooster something or other. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>